The following content comes to you, sadly, with no hot sauce or mild sauce, but we will probably not issue you a refund. Start the show. Be like that sometimes, man. That's how these door dashers do you. It's all good. Because uh, <laughs> today I learned that Chick-fil-A sells Polynesian sauce in a 16-ounce bottle at Kroger. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. So if you want to destroy the black community, <laughs> you can put anything you want in those bottles. <laughs> also, shout out to everyone that, that told me, um, oh, yeah, I've been had that. You're not my friends. None of you. Y'all are not the plug. I'm betrayed. You can't you can't keep that from people. That's like keeping uh fucking uh what is it? Um uh, spicy ketchup from people. Bro, come on, man. That's not right. We we spoke we all we got. We got to stick together better than that. This is what I'm talking about community. <laughs> Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And I'm putting Polynesian sauce on everything. <laughs> that's just that's just what it is now. And you can't stop me. That shit gonna hit too. They also have Chick-fil-A sauce in the 16 ounce bottle. Oh, they as gotta well. do that. Yeah. They got to do that. So I'm pretty sure at some point, whatever we make popping, they're gonna put all the food groups out there. You just have all the Chick-fil-A sauces. I'm gonna make some. I'm gonna make so. I'm gonna cook so much in unnecessary shit with the Chick Fil A sauce, bro. Mm. I, you know, late. I can't. I have to tell you right off the the bat. I can't be told shit this week because I cooked the best orange chicken mm. that I have ever had in my fucking life. Word. It is amazing. Fuck Panda Express. Oh, fuck them anyway. I mean, just uh, just just. Just shits on Panda Express. Blows it all out of water. It's amazing. Yeah, Panda Express is fairly disgusting. But I know different tastes for different folks. Different I, strokes, you know, man. It's, uh, yeah. Um, It is episode... 136. 136. All up in the mix. How are you, D. Randall? Good, man. Good. I, I took a, a mental health day yesterday. At least that's what I'm calling it. Uh, just... Rolled over to Austin, met up with a couple of homies, uh, did copious amounts of drinking, drove back in the storm, and here I am. That's about right. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. about right. That's how it's supposed to be done. You know, some people are like you gonna you gonna stay a night in Austin? Nope, nope. Austin is not the place for me. Yes, but not my know, bag. They got some. They got some decent food places. Decent. It's not my bag. They got some good. They got some good poetry spots. I, when I was when I, when I was doing that, I would jump at the chance of being Austin for that. I wouldn't know what that is. But. Um. So yeah, that was my shit back then. But yeah, Austin's a nice place. To get away for just yeah. a quick trip, a few hours. Yeah. How'd your uh, How'd your week go? Uh, not too bad. Um. Still. Not hitting you with the spoilers but still recovering from the season finale of invincible Ooh, hoo, hoo. 
That first 30 minutes, man. I didn't realize they were going to go there. I knew it was coming. I didn't know it was coming that soon. Seeing it, rather yeah. than reading it from panel to panel, might have been worse. I had, to, I had to pause it at that subway scene. I was like, Oh, wait, my wait. God. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Woo. Bro. Shout out to everyone who has not read the book and didn't see any of this coming. Right, right. <laughs> Ariel hit me. Shout out to the broke socialite. Ariel hit. Well, I hit her on Twitter. She was talking about, man, I can't imagine where I. I can't imagine where this is going. I. I what the fuck is up with Omni Man? I was like, bro, you have no idea. No idea. Your jaw is just prepare to be all fucked up psychologically. People were still talking about the end of episode one, like it was. And I was like, oh, they still don't know what's going on. Oh, y'all just, y'all haven't, y'all have only scratched the surface. Oh, man. Y'all thought Omni-Man was the worst person. (laughs) You thought. (laughs) You thought he was. was. No, you don't have a good, you don't have a good picture yet. You will. And Mm -hmm. and now you do. (laughs) Um... uh, It'll... If J.K. Simmons wasn't such a phenomenal actor... Yeah, I would never be able to look at him the same way ever again. I, I, but he's I, phenomenal in everything. And here I thought his worst role, well, worst in terms of his villainy, was uh, his role as Schindler in Oz. Oh, shit. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Yeah, you forgot he was a neo-Nazi. Damn. <laughs> Damn. He, man, he been getting the bag for a minute. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And Between that and J. Jonah Jameson. Yep. They can't do that. You know what? They can't even bother with J. Jonah Jameson in the MCU. They can't even bother. Nah. Nobody's going to do that better than he did it. We have to we, we have to start having a serious discussion about J.K. Simmons like being one of the best villainous actors of all time. Because even his role in... um, uh, What was the show on Stars with the parallel realities? Um, Counterpart. Counterpart. That was brilliant. Like, yeah. Even his guy in that was an asshole. Um, I never watched that movie about him being a drumming teacher. Um, uh, with him and Miles Teller? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, know the one. Just the clips I've seen from that. Oh, he was raw in that shit. Yeah. He was raw. So, yeah, man. We gotta we gotta have a serious talk about that. <laughs> Speaking of Miles Teller, I, I just, this is not a big thing to report on any of that shit. I just love how random the internet is. The, the Packers mm-hmm. were at the Kentucky Derby all dressed up with their wives and shit. You know, Aaron Rodgers is fucking um, the Divergent Girl. Oh, Shalaya Woodley. Wait, yes, whatever her name is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're engaged. Oh. Um. So yeah, they. So, so he yeah, went from Olivia Munn to her. Right. She's cute though. I don't know. She she kind of. I like her. I like her. Hmm. I don't like her better than Olivia Munn. Mm-hmm. But the so. They they have this picture where all where it's him and a few people from his O line, and they're all lined up with their with their ladies, looking all derbied up, and then just randomly on the end is Miles Teller. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like half their size. It's like what the fuck are you doing here? Gang gang. <laughs> I guess generic white men just have a network. I I, I don't know. They're just out there. Just a bunch of just just a bunch of dudes that all know how to play the guitar forever. That's one thing I have noticed. I'm not starting here, 
But I have noticed that so many white dudes, just random white dudes, just know how to play the guitar. Sure. I mean, just for no reason. Like, and not only know how to play the guitar well, as if they were. I guess all white dudes think they were going to be in a band someday. Of course. Just like all niggas try to rap. Okay. Good point. Good point. Because I was watching, like, Married at First Sight, and the generic white dude, one of the generic white dudes on there, has a bunch of pictures from when he was younger with a guitar. And I was like, white people just really, just really be playing the guitar all their life. Like, uh, Jim from The Office maybe played the guitar one time. Would that uh, be surprising? Rain Wilson maybe did. No, no, Ed Helms. Yeah. He played, like, the, the yeah, he ukulele played, yeah, he or some the shit. Ukulele or some shit. Um, yeah, white people, are, white people are interesting. I'm, I'm still studying, y'all. I'm not in the workforce right now. <laughs> but I'm still studying, y'all. Um... Let's see. We got a good show coming up. Uh, I want to give flowers to T Payne, Theodore uh, Payne, Ted Theodore Logan Payne. Um. So y'all know I'm a Call of Duty nigga. I did not know that T Payne played Call of Duty, and now after seeing his performance, I kind of want to play him in Call of Duty because he's really good and he'd be a challenge. But I think I could fucking mash him. Mm. Um. So. There was he was playing on Twitch, I guess, and he was in the lobby uh, before the match starts. And the lobby is basically where you can voice chat with anybody playing the game, whether they're on your team or not. Um, that sounds like a horrible idea. It is because everybody play because all the white people who play Call of Duty, I just assume that they're racist. They are. Um, they get to live out their their Kyle Rittenhouse fantasies and real life i'm learning quite true or in a virtual world very true and when they found out that there was a black person i don't even think they knew it was t-pain or maybe they didn't know who t-pain was not that it matters but they were like look at this nigger you just heard it was several of them. you this just, is look at why this i don't fuck fuck black lives matter white look at this people. Nigger. niggering it up when I say Tallahassee, when I say Mr. Tallahassee Payne, why did that racial slur sound so corny though? Because they, <clears throat> because a lot I'm learning from Call of Duty that a lot of these white people have no cultural reference for the word. It's an all-purpose word to some of them. They met it like it, it, even if they see a black person, oh nigger, or if they fuck up in the game, fucking nigger. What are you a black dude that shot you? You just said it. It's just a placeholder for them. That's what's so weird. Whatever the reasoning was, Tallahassee Payne took this quite personally, as well he should have. The match opened up, and I know what it's like to run off of this type of rage. When I say he came down on these people like it was the righteous hand of God... And waxed the entire squad. And all, he could just be heard going, I want them all. I don't know who said it, but I want them all. I want them all. I want them all. Keep it up with that nigga shit. I want every fucking one of them. 
I'm not doing it justice. You're not, because he was, yeah, he was out there with it. He was on, he was on 12. The only thing that would have made it better is if he was doing it in auto-tune. <laughs> <laughs> I want it all. <laughs> when I tell you, as a, as a Call of Duty aficionado, as a Call of Duty expert. Uh-oh. I would have been terrified. Putting yourself on that level, huh? Yeah, I am. Uh-oh. Hey, hey, hey. Anyone who hears this and is offended by it, me saying that I'm a Call of Duty expert, a master, if you will, is more than welcome to challenge the assertion. Let's get free 13 on PSN. Um, I'll be waiting. Send, send me the invite. Hook up the private match whenever you're ready. Uh-oh. You were more than welcome to challenge the assertion. Don't be salty. We'll still be friends after Let's I dust your ass. Go. And when I say T Pain won the match, it could be said that he won the match solo. I'm willing to go ahead and say that. He waxed these he waxed that whole squad. I am willing to bet he waxed that squad twice over. They must have called him all kinds of niggas after that. Oh, they were hot. They were hot. <laughs> See, when you when you're in when you're in your team party chat, yeah, and you can't hear the other team, at the end of the match, you'll just see all the other team in red come their names come up when they're speaking. Mm-hmm. When it just shows all red down that ticker, you know they mad. They mad. Fuck that fucking nigger. Fucking nigger with his camping. Fucking fuck that camping nigger. He probably plays console. Leroy Jenkins. Tallahassee Payne might be the new Leroy Jenkins. I want that sound. As a matter of fact, I want that. I, I I want that sound bite. I want them all. I want them all. I want that. Tallahassee Payne gets a lot of shit. The name of this episode is the new Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't get me wrong. Tallahassee Payne gets a lot of shit for his part in the 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 auto tune revolution. He made some jams though. He made hella jams. He made some jams. He made hell. Have we seen T Payne in the verses? I don't know if they want it. They might not want that problem. They, they, you know, I gotta, I gotta see who they would match him up against. But you'd have to put him up against a producer, producer. Tiberius Payne got some, he got some heat, just off, ooh, just off features alone. Oh, shit, they don't want that fade at all. <laughs> I just, just open up, even just the lowest of his jams. Put on, let that booty work. Like <laughs> <laughs> that ain't even that shit was jamming though. That shit was jamming. I'm just work, saying on the work, on the total pole of his jams, it's it's on the lower echelon. T Pain also wants y'all to know he's not like 50 years old. He's only like 36. It's true. It's true. He's mad young. Yeah. I, I I did not believe that because I'm 37. Yeah. I didn't believe that shit. Yeah. Just he out here. Yeah. You know, just because he got a social media account manager that looks at his request folder doesn't mean that uh, y'all got to judge that man's age. Not at all. Y'all not gonna y'all 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 gonna give him his respect. Wait, here it is. A lot of gunfire. I 
I want every single fucking one of them. Flash myself out. I want every fucking single one of them. I want it all. I want it all. I want every part of it. I want a part of it. I want the whole thing. I want the whole thing. Keep talking that. N- I want you to delete the black skins from your motherfucking COD. I want the whole thing. I want it all. I want it all, boy. <laughs> It's a lot of hostility. That man said, delete the black skins from your character creation. Wow. <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> that is. That's when you know you hot with a nigga. That is anger. So. Woo-wee. Salute to, t- so, salute to Teddy Tallahassee Payne. Also, he probably needs to step from behind the, the PlayStation for a little bit. <laughs> he's, he's a little too emotionally invested in that. Let's go reinvest in the real world for a second. I mean, now look. I, to, to his credit, I get on. I get on PSN specifically to let out my aggression. Remember when, like, remember when uh, the House of Cards and Kevin Spacey mm-hmm. would play Call of Duty to take out his aggression on like work. Oh, I used to come home and play uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas every day after work, long after I beat the game, <laughs> just to kill people. <laughs> Cause my I hated my job that much at the time, I would just literally come. I would just go home and just slaughter hundreds of people. As somebody who works in retail, yeah, I feel like the average black person eats enough shit from white people in the world. We should not have to eat it on PSN. No, and if I have the opportunity, I don't, I don't blame him. I don't behave the same way. If I have the opportunity. To take Matilda, that's my gun of choice. I've I customized it and I've named it Matilda. Okay. Uh, named after uh, Natalie Portman in The Professional. Um, Interesting. If I can take Matilda and rain down the righteous hand of God on a bunch of incels, damn it, I'm gonna do it. Might as well. If they would allow, I, I've only had. I, if they would allow me to do friendly fire, it'd be some racist motherfuckers on. On my squad when they randomly pick the shit. You can only do friendly fire twice. And after that, if you try it, you just kill yourself. Um, I don't blame him. He did what a lot of people be wanting to do. But maybe don't always have the skill to do. Um, Pretty sure I'm going to go home and uh, knock one out before dinner. (laughs) When when this is over. Damn. So salute to Ted Theodore Logan Payne. Um, Keep up the good work, man. That's going to be a sound bite coming soon. <laughs> um, humans ain't shit. Uh, I'll make this a quick one. I'm, I'm just, I can't even, I, no, I'm not tired. I'm not tired of the fuck nigga retrograde. But the fuck nigga, fuck nigga retrograde. And I'm not making this a Kevin Samuels thing, even though he is part of the cause. Because y'all watching this man's meat a little hard. Pause. Like the like the royal penis is clean, y'all. Y'all can y'all can back away. And a lot of people feel very emboldened, like I said on a previous episode, to just run around calling people simp and pander for no reason. It could be anything now. It's anything now. Mm-hmm. A black woman sneezes. Gesundheit. 
Damn, bro, she ain't gonna fuck you, bro. Chill out, man. Caper for these bitches. She ain't gonna fuck you. It could be anything. Holding the door open for a woman. With her hands full. Hey, let me get that for you. This old simp-ass nigga. Quit simping, bro. The fuck? Old simping-ass nigga. Get the fuck out of here. Kung Fu Panda-ass nigga. You know, it's out of character for me to say this. It sounds like niggers don't get the pussy. That's exactly what it sounds like. And I'll just leave it at that. If I were, if I were a betting man, I would say this is the words of niggas who have not smelled the pussy. I mean, like, let's let's put this into focus. Let's put this into real, actual focus. Because I, I touched on it one, uh, on a previous episode. But let's be honest. You are a heterosexual male. A... Uh, a cishet male. And you think that by respecting or just kind of showing just the overall minimum amount of dignity towards a black woman is simping and pandering. It makes me wonder what you're doing in your dating life. It makes me wonder if they open the door for their mother, does that mean that they're trying to fuck their mother? And these are the same niggas where if you were trying to fuck their mother, they'd fight you in the street. No, I'm talking about them opening the door for their own mother. Oh, does that mean that they want to fuck them? Uh, right, using their own logic. Could be some Oedipus complex going on. It's possible. It's possible. And it tells me a couple of things. I never... I never want to put this... Now, a lot of people, especially with the Kevin Samuels thing, you know, a lot of his... uh college and high school pictures have come out and they've not been favorable. The Kappa Jacket explains a lot. Yeah. Um, but um, one thing that I have noticed, I never want to write someone off as, oh, it's because they're gay. Because I feel like that in itself is homophobic and demeaning to the LGBT community. Because gay men don't treat don't treat the women like this. So I want to be fair to them and not dismiss someone as gay. However, it feels like by having to disrespect women publicly or show them an overall neglect publicly to be seen as a man in front of other men that I don't know from a can of paint and will probably never interact with again, it feels to me like that is an active pander to other men. Hmm. Simping, as it were, to other men. Hmm. As if you want to fuck them. It, it all, you know... It feels like the niggas who say this want the men to themselves and are not willing to compete. And judging by Kevin Samuel's actions and some of his older photos, it's possible. He's probably, you know, dealing with a lot of self-discovery, let's say that. <laughs> oh, shit. He probably has a lot of questions about himself.
He's probably had the same talk in the mirror that he's had with people <laughs> that dial into his show. That he's going to die alone. <laughs> I have a feeling he's spoken to himself like he speaks to other people. I'm just saying. He's 52. It's not far off. God damn, he's that old? He's 52 years old. Yeah, we, we did mention that he was that old. He's quite old. God damn. And all I'm saying is... Just like they feel like by being nice to women, you're marketing yourself to them. It feels like by disrespecting women and railing on people who don't partake in that publicly, it feels like they're marketing themselves to other men. So I don't know. I don't want to call anyone gay. I don't want to dismiss it. I don't want to insult the gay. I don't want to insult the the gay community that way but this makes me question your motives this makes me question niggas motives and I just it, it's it's just something to think on like what pussy have you won by laying the door closed on a woman with her hands full what pussy have you won by saying, quit looking at them rich niggas on Instagram, die alone, average looking bitch. What pussy have you won that way? Huh. I like I wanna I wanna understand. And and again, I don't do this for pussy. And if I did it for pussy, it'd be the worst strategy in the world because it don't work. It ain't worked out. It, it 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 don't work for me. So I must be doing it out of a genuine sense of wanting to protect the women of my community. Which Malcolm, which Malcolm X, which is the teachings of Malcolm X, which is exactly the teachings of Malcolm X. I mm. like I like I want to ask them: Is your strategy working for you? Is your wife going to tell your kids how to, so how did you and daddy meet? He said, die alone, average looking bitch. And I knew he was the one. Is that working for you? And if it's not, I have to question what you up my ass for. If you don't want to respect your community, that's on you. Believe me the fuck out of it. One, because most of you niggas who's saying this can't fight. I'm going to say it. Most of y'all can't fight. Capos. And y'all are following a nigga who, you know, joined an organization of niggas who can't fight. Who don't break 5-7 in Texas. Don't speak for the letters. The letters speak for you. Very good drink. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I just want I just want these niggas who feel this way. Not that they would listen to this podcast. The niggas who feel, I want you to think real hard about why you feel this way. If you have a friend that feels this way, I want you to ask them what they think they're gaining. Or even why they think respect for women means that you are a simp. Because none of them can, can ever explain it to you. Ever. None of them can explain it to you. 
because they're just acting on this on on this this reptile brain section of their of their mind. All right, that's it. That's all. I I don't, I don't want to. I you know yeah. I that that doesn't really need to be stretched any further. You gave them you gave them niggas too much attention. It's true. It's true. That's what they. You gave them exactly what they wanted. Uh, no. <laughs> oh. Oh boy. You got suckered into the male gaze, Oz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody got you got pulled me back. Damn, Oz, they're not gonna fuck you, bro. <laughs> you got Kevin Samuels hitting you in the DM. <laughs> so, uh, bro, tell me about this uh, Killmonger boot camp. You, oh. <laughs> you got any video footage I can see? Let Bruh. me find out he's a bear. Let me find out some <laughs> shit like that. Oh, let's not find out. Let's not let's find out. <laughs> Song of the week. Yep. Uh, went in the mailbag, picked a random one. This is a submission from our senior white people must be stopped correspondent, Chef Ebersol Fallon. Okay. This is from 20, I believe this is from 2018. This is a good one. I'm we're, already familiar We're going to start giving Ebersol Fallon like a video segment. Going live into the field, our senior <laughs> white people must be stop corresponding. Chef Ibersell Fallon. <laughs> you gotta give us a you gotta give us a recipe recommend. And yeah. Um uh this is from twenty eighteen, I wanna say. Uh I actually this is funny. I actually remember this. I think Craig Lindsay played this on my first episode coming on the Sour Hour. Mm-hmm. Um or something else from Leon Bridges, I don't remember. Uh this is bad bad news. Um this is a joint. So go ahead and go ahead and get comfortable. Pour yourself something. We're gonna have a good time. This is gonna be a good episode. Oh yeah. And we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Good, good. 
All right, all right. All right, all right. Mm. Uh, that is bad, bad news from Leon Bridges. Houston, not not Houston, but Texas. Texas. Texas stand up. What y'all know about them Texas boys? He's from Austin, right? I think. Uh, like Fort Worth, I think. Oh, he's that far up. Okay. Yeah. He's still cool. Yeah. He, he all right. Not quite Dallas. Yeah. We love him anyway. Um, if you like any of the songs you're hearing on this program, um, please reach out to, uh, uh, if you're a Spotify or Apple uh, listener, go ahead and jump out, uh, jump to Spotify or Apple, go to the search engine, type in Opinions While Black Featured Music, mm. and you will get a playlist featuring most of the music uh, we have played on this podcast, give or take a few deep cuts. Um, it's a good list. I was listening to it on the on the drive to Austin, and it was it was right on time. Man. Oh, oh, it'll get you there. It was right on time. It'll get you there. We got some hot shit on there. Radio Galaxy, SZA, uh, Mayor Hawthorne, uh, Summer Walker, um, a lot of good people. A lot of good people. Ari Lennox. Yep. Uh, definitely some shit you want to get into. Shout out to the Brooklyn Girls Academy. Uh, the Brooklyn Girls Academy podcast. Um, they, they, those are some music fiends. Mm. Those are some music fiends. They, they have expressed their um, affection for um, our uh, playlist. I just listened to, um, I just listened to an episode of theirs where they were just suggesting good music, and you can tell what you can tell what era they're from because they're suggesting a bunch of like former Nickelodeon people too <laughs> that get their shit off. I'm not going to argue with somebody who wants to put Kiki Palmer on. I, I'm not going to do that. Um, but, yeah, uh, shout out to the Brooklyn Girls Academy podcast. Love y'all to death. Um, keep up the good work. Um, let's see what we got on the docket. Oh, I also want to shout out Lala from Play No Games podcast. I was on her program Word. on the latest episode of her program. Uh, I don't know why they keep having me back. I'll be on there someday, you know, maybe. We're going to get it together. We're awesome. going to have her. It's her time. We, once outside starts opening, mm-hmm. she's getting her shots. I'm almost got my my last shot. We're going to bring her on. All right. Already. Um, yeah, they keep having me back. Her mother follows me now. I That first time, I said pussy like 15 <laughs> times on that episode. If I had known her mother. Man, that is. That's awkward. But I think you said your mother listens to it, too. She had to stop. Okay. She had to stop because she didn't want she didn't want to hear me saying some crazy shit. She didn't want to hear you saying pussy fifteen times. She also doesn't want to hear me saying pussy fifteen times. Um, what do we got here? Uh, okay DJ for, Khaled album. It's okay for other people's mothers though. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, Khaled, Khaled. Uh, so the new Khaled. It's hard to for me. It's hard to review a Khaled album because. The only thing you can really compare it to is other Khaled albums. It's like her is just just his body of work up until now, which none of which is bad. Um, because he gets so much certified talent. He, so it's one of those things where it's like, is this better or worse than the last album? Khaled is really just a cheat sheet of <laughs> your black ass foolish and fuckery and music <laughs> in, in in any given year. Like he's he's really like it's just a collection of who's popping right now. 
That's fair. That's that's pretty what all his albums that's are. That's fair. So if you you know if you if you're in exile for a year and you come back and you kind of want to know what's happening, what's popping in rap music, just listen to a DJ Khaled album and go, oh, okay, so these people are still relevant. Cool. I'll take that. That's true. I I I had to I had to sit with that thought for a minute, but I'll go with that. Um, I liked. I liked. I, I actually I liked a lot. Um, I'm looking at the Cardi the the Cardi joint, Big Paper, mm-hmm. where she needed us to know for sure that uh, she definitely wrote that verse. Good for her. Good for her. It was jamming. I I fuck with it. That was it. And I can say that this is the first time Cardi has fallen into Call of Duty music status for me. Yeah. That was a card. Okay. That was a Call of Duty. Yeah, joint. yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um I did not know I was today years old before I figured out that we needed a her and Migos joint. I I was surprised. I, when I saw it in the track listing, and even more surprised when I heard it, and I was like, I did not vomit. This is not bad. It's one of a couple songs in the project that I actually, you know, I, I, I fuck with. You would, you, would, you would call it a standout joint. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Her is, I, her is so talented. She can just fit herself into any lane. She can. She really can. That's what I love about her. She really can. She can fit in in pretty much any genre of music. 100%. Um, no wonder Prince goes up for her. Mm. Um, what else? Uh, Megan went off. I can say that uh, Megan had a had a hot little verse. Yeah. Megan went off. The one joint with uh, Bougie Bonton, Capleton, Bounty yes. Killer, Barrington Levy. Yes. The all- Reggae dance hall joint. I did not know I needed that. Yep. I needed that. That is, I can tell you, that's gonna go up in a dance hall. That fully solidified Khaled as a fake Caribbean. <laughs> I saw him in the video making jerk chicken <laughs> with his shirt off, Shit. getting sweat flakes all up in the food. I saw you that Khaled. <laughs> did he have the uncle sandals on? Yeah, you're still not Caribbean though, bro. <laughs> if you can't tell Drake, you damn sure can't tell Cat. Exactly. Um, let's see. Now, Twenty One Savage sounded a little weird. Twenty One. I did not need a Justin Bieber joint. Twenty One. Twenty One. We we don't we don't need any more Justin Bieber songs. It's so, especially dreadlocked Justin Bieber. Yeah, man. Justin Bieber in this rebrand. It's not sitting right with my soul. Dreads looking like roach legs. Like, yeah, y'all got to get him out of here, man. Now, it, now, it, it, as somebody who has kind of brought themselves over to being a a child of God, I can't. I still can't judge him there. Mm. What I can judge him on is this rebrand. It's rebrand season. Everybody in the rebrand. See, be some be Simone rebrand, and now she thinks she a fitness guru because she because she fucking a football player. She lost like twenty pounds. She fucking a football player. Now it's B Simone Fitness. Her face is still. Okay. <laughs> I would not complete that sentence. <laughs> I'm here to uplift. Oh man! So her face is still busted. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she... <laughs> uh... 
Jessica. <laughs> out of the day for knock knees. <laughs> I'm not being productive today. Alright. I'm sorry, y'all. No, you're not. That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. Ah. So, it is rebrand season and it, Justin Bieber... It goes down with the crap. It does, man. <laughs> and Justin Bieber is trying his damnedest to rebrand to, remo- to, to let us know that he is one of us. The thing that everybody missed was the fact that this nigga really tried to convince us that he deserved to have his last album be uh, nominated as an R&B album. Nobody cares. No one cared. Nobody. No one cared. And now he's trying to rebrand accordingly. It's not going to work. His latest album, he's trying to be woke. Like he's trying to be Black Lives Matter. I've heard people talk about it. I don't need that from him. I have a continued streak of never willingly listening to a Justin Bieber album. And that streak continues to this day. Like, people always complain about, oh, well, you you want your music to sound like us, but when it's time to stand up for us, where are you? Mm -hmm. I don't need Justin Bieber's help with that. Nope. Nope. Never asked for it. Nope. We'll continue to not ask for it. I don't need Justin Bieber for that. Nah, just sit this one out, man. If you do, if you want to keep making that music and it keeps you from having thoughts and ideas about Black Lives Matter... Fine. Justin Timberlake too. He was on the Khaled album. I didn't need that track at all. Mm. I have been, a, you know, I have gone up for Justin since Justified. I still think Justified was a fucking fire album. Oh yeah. He had the best production imaginable. Yeah. Um, I think his his solo albums right up to that Man of Woods bullshit, which I don't think about. Um, were so, these were solid efforts. I think these were solid efforts with solid production quality. Um, I think at this moment, upon hearing the Khaled, that Khaled joint, mm-hmm. I think I might finally be over Justin Timberlake. I'm over it. Well, I'm over it. Welcome home. I'm over it. Go home. I, I don't even have any hostility against Justin. Go home. Keep fucking Jessica Biel. And just go about your life, man. Yeah. Do another movie. I've never hated him in any of these movies. Then again, I've only seen Social Network. Okay. Um, and Social Network almost doesn't count because <laughs> everything else about it was so good. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, how did we not talk about the Nas whole Fauntleroy joint? Uh. Well. Nas and Hove yeah. rapping together again. Hey, hooray for the mid to late 90s. No. <laughs> uh, wow, remember those days? Uh, I, I, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to be a negative person, but they, I didn't hate Nas here. They not what, completely. What they were saying was cool. It was just boring. <sighs> like. Adulting rap is kind of weird to me. Was it boring or was the track boring? Both. Okay. Both. I I think part of it is that both of them are running out of shit to say. Um, they're they're kind of at an age where you can't really just like brag about your wealth and getting bitches and drinking and shit because people are like, all right, man, you, you're fifty, you need to slow down, old man. And you can't be married to Beyonce rapping about murder anymore. Right. Exactly. You can't you can't be married to Beyonce rapping about 
anything that you were rapping about before. Correct. Except for getting Beyonce pregnant and generational wealth, which I know is one of your favorite topics to hear people talk at length about. Um, Outside of that, just chill. And, you know. And, you, and they don't need to prove to us that they're still in shape. Right. I'm ne- as much as I despise Nas, I'm never going to say that he's not in shape. Lyrically. I'm never going to say he's not in shape. I'm never going to say a hoe's not in shape. Um, so they don't need to prove that to anybody that still actually fucks with them, like myself. Well, hove. This just I'm sorry. There's just never going to be a time where I'm just going all the way up for Nas. The only time I've ever been able to stand him is on that little mixtape that mixes like Nas joints with Sade joints. And that was more for Sade. Yeah, but Nas hate is real. I, I just, I can't. I, I, it's just not amazing to me. And maybe it's because of the terrible beats. But Nas has never been amazing to me. Not once. Mm-hmm. Either... Everything about Ether but Nas's performance was amazing to me. I mean, what's wild is that you're 100% correct. <laughs> I mean, his first album, yeah, good album. I was one of few people that liked his second. I, I don't want to talk about Nas. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I, we, I, I, I'm not going to sit here. And shout out to him and his in, whoever his investment advisor is because, you know. Cause he, because he said he's a cryptocurrency Scarface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sir. But the fact that you even said that... That was the most out-of-touch shit. Means that you just have someone that's making the investment decisions for you. That nigga was watching that Superfly bullshit. <laughs> that's what it was. He was watching that Superfly bullshit because they got that one off. That he that he he flipped all his drug money into crypto. Nigga... One of these days I'm going to have like a... Ter- like a... Like just a... Just a bad black movie theater... Well, we just ra- we just fucking rail on on some of these some of these gangster some of these fake gangster movies and just like mystery science theater. Oh man, that would be great. Superfly was just man. Superfly is fascinating and how fucked up a movie it is. Straight out of Brooklyn. Oh man, by Matty Rich. <laughs> oh shit, always comes to mind. But I digress. Um. So yeah, all in all, I can say about this Khaled album. Controversial question. Controversial question. Let's go. Was Belly actually a good movie? I'm not the one to ask. Mm. I think I I will never be able to be impartial about Belly. Mm. That's a fucking classic to mm. me. Cause it's everything that I went up for about the late nineties, early two thousands of hip hop culture. Everything. Mm. Oh man, what was I like? It like fucking middle school? No, high school. This is high school. Oh, I wanted to be Tommy. I wanted to be Tommy Buns, nigga. The great Hype Williams video. Was it a good movie though? Fantastic Hype Williams video. We'll wait till the world opens up and we'll pose that as a question for. Tonight. Oh boy. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Um, why was Chiquita just so oiled up the whole time? Wait, 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 wait. First not, of all, <laughs> I'm not complaining about it. Let's I'm just trying to understand. <laughs> Slow down. I'm trying to understand the origins of that. Because dark skinned women were oiled up as fuck in Hype Williams videos <laughs> in the early 2000s. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how it fits within the, within the construct of the story. Here. I don't know no fucking Kiana. 
Um, all in all, no complaints though. No complaints, none. I'll never Keisha in Belly. God damn, she's still icon. Like she's still like she still ends up in a bunch of these memes that are like, "Who's the baddest?" She's still an icon. Method Man still got to look over his shoulder. Where the fuck is she? Hmm. If you know, opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. I'd like the answer to this. Yes. Um, and perhaps an Instagram link. Definitely an Instagram link. <laughs> um, all in all, I can say the, the Khaled album, good. Not as good as the last one. Not as good as the last one. But still solid. I'm still probably going to listen to it. Probably going to work out to it. I enjoyed it. Three things that are guaranteed. He's going to say we the best, another one, and DJ Khaled on every song. And so he did. And he did. He did. Uh, no need to even talk about the Drake joints. The Drake joints are solid. Um, I expect to hear at least one of those on Certified Lover Boy. Hurry the fuck up, Drake. Uh. Hurry the fuck up. Stop trying to stop trying to sell me fucking hoodies. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Too hot for that. Hoodies and fucking windbreakers. Put the fucking album out. What else is going on, man? The Oscars. Yeah. I didn't watch the Oscars. I didn't watch the Oscars because mm-hmm. I don't take these award shows seriously anymore because they're not to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. However. We do have to celebrate her. Yeah. For winning for winning one. Yep. Uh Daniel. we do have to celebrate Daniel Kalua. Yeah, best supporting actor. Um I'm sure there are other black people that won things. There were quite a few. Um and, you know, it was it was it was a good it was a good turnout. Um what is the young lady's name that directed Ooh, I'm about to get crucified on that. Chloe Zhang, I believe, is her name. The one who's about to direct um, Eternals for Marvel. She directed oh, is that no- who it is? The, well, whoever directed Nomadland. Oh, okay. What is her okay. name? I forgot her name, and I feel bad about it. I know Tim's going to text me and let me know. I was going to say, uh, Chef going to cut our asses up. About yes. This. But she uh, she won a couple of them, which was, which was good. Uh, I thought Nomadland was eh, but... You know, shout out to female directors, Asian directors, Agreed. also you know getting some shine out there. Uh, representation around the you know there was some good representation. I watched a good chunk of it, and it did not feel like Oscars so right. light at all. Lil Rel did a pretty good job from the little bit I saw. Lil Rel did pretty well, good. Lil Rel did Lil Rel. Um, I I I think I respect Lil Rel a little more now. As just kind of an actor and kind of just a persona, yeah. Than I did originally, like when they were trying to sell me the sitcom and shit, I was like, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not really interested in no. that. But I think I respect him a lot more as just kind of a, a host and a comedian, and just as an entity, kind of. Yeah, I respect him a lot more. Glenn Close had an uncanny knowledge of <laughs> of, of doing EU? the butt by EU. <laughs> More and more, Glenn Close is somebody I want to have a conversation yeah, with. Yeah, I was looking for cue cards and didn't see any. I was like, oh, she... Hmm. She knows this. Like Glenn this Close. is a where was I when this came out thing. What parties has Glenn Close been to? I want to be there. 
she did not hesitate to do the butt on camera. Yeah. That was amazing. That was amazing. I would have gone to whatever after party she was going to that day. Real talk. I want to be... I, there are some white people in the industry that just... You want to be around them for the stories. Yeah. Mark Hamill is one. <laughs> Mark Hamill just has the best stories anytime you talk to him. Yeah. Mark Hamill, Christopher Walken... <sighs> um, might be there for a while with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there are just some people that just, you know, that their years in Hollywood and also their years minding their fucking business and not bothering anybody yep. has, has bears fruit and Glenn Close, I think is one of them. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear where she was when the butt came out and what she was doing and what she was and who she was and, and, and where she was in the business. I would love that story. And if there were encoded messages to Rihanna. I'm <laughs> sure she was throwing it back. Um so yeah, I, other than that, I think the there was a big there's a big uh scandal, not scandal, but there was a big backlash about Chadwick Bozeman not winning an Oscar. Mm-hmm. I under and I even understand the argument for it because Chadwick Bozeman was an amazing actor. And as of now, Chadwick Boseman will never win an Oscar. Yeah. Which is a damn shame. Chadwick Boseman will never win an Oscar as long as as long as we live, ever. Um That's depressing. That's very depressing. Here's the other side of that. I enjoyed Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Chadwick in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I'm going to get railed on for this. Okay. Ma Rainey's... uh, Chadwick's performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was a great performance Mm -hmm. in a good movie that would not... That would... Just because we know Hollywood be on that bullshit and for other reasons would not be in the running otherwise. I could agree on that. I, I I think that role in particular was essential to the 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 central conflict of the movie. Uh, I think he did a very good job of portraying that character's anxiety, paranoia, whatever you want to call it. Like he he did a very good job of doing that and setting that tone. Um, I can't think of another actor that would have brought that same type of performance to that role with, that, with that same energy. So I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you on that. Um, I can't, I can't find a reason to disagree. Um, that, and also I'm not mad because I don't take the Oscars seriously at all. Yeah. I don't, because the Oscars have proven that, Black people taking the Oscars seriously is not really a, is, is is not really a huge plus in their column for them. Right? They don't care. They don't care how seriously we take them. They don't care if we take them. So I don't. It's not it's not an or it's not an institution to be taken seriously by black people. Although I am happy when black people win in that column because it gets them more work. Right. But other than that, the prestige of it is bullshit. Well, maybe they'll follow. They gave it to Anthony Hopkins. Like, yeah. 
That's the thing. They they all he has to do is breathe. At they this always point. give awards to the the problem that I have with the Oscars, even more than the Oscar so white thing, is that they give awards <clears throat> to shit that nobody has seen. Like I didn't know until that night that there was a Pinocchio movie that came out. I didn't know Anthony Hopkins was still working. Right. I ge- I genuinely. I'm sorry. I genuinely did not know that Anthony Hopkins was still alive. I was like, is this a posthumous award? Oh, he's still alive. Oh, good for him. Well, weren't we kind of led to believe that maybe we weren't going to get any more Anthony Hopkins in Westworld because maybe he was uh, headed on the way out? Maybe. That's how I felt about maybe. it. Maybe. I don't know. That's why I felt that last season he was in. Yeah. I felt like they were trying to get all the Anthony Hopkins they could out of that character. Because maybe he wasn't going to be doing this anymore. I, I hope that the Oscars take a cue from what the Grammys are, are going to start doing. So starting in 2022, the Grammys, um, as part of the voting process, they are going to not use, not use secret closed nominations like they, they have in the past. They're actually going to let the entire voting body uh, come up with the nominations. They're going to let them vote on the nominations and vote on the winners as well. And this is in the wake of The weekend filing a complaint, as well as the outgoing, I think she was either a chairman or CEO of something or something of mm-hmm. the Recording Academy or whatever the, or whatever the Grammys are. And she filed a complaint about the voting process as well. I hope that the Oscars follow the same pattern. Because to me, what's, what is the merit in... I know it's not supposed to be based on popularity or sales right. or anything like that. But also, what is the merit of awarding a movie like Pinocchio that literally nobody saw? A movie that you you technically put like in one theater just so you could say it had a theatrical release. Right. Like that, that that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, nah, let's let's let the people decide who these awards should go to. Well, so basically not- it should stop being like uh, like a an aristocracy, basically. Yeah, it's, it's just like aristocracy the, of Hollywood. It's like the electoral college, right, of Hollywood. Like, nah, we see how this shit turns out. Ohio got say, too many votes. I will say we're on the political landscape. We're we're still getting laughed at <laughs> yeah. for still having a poli- uh, electoral college. Yeah, so we definitely shouldn't have one in Hollywood, um, or in the recording industry. Yeah, um, I would love to see. I, I'm I'm interested to see how that works out for the Grammys. Um, I think if it works out at all, the Oscars will not be far behind because the Grammys have been getting shit for how they, for what they do, um, for years, and people have been boycotting them. Mm-hmm. I think now that the Oscars are getting shit so publicly, I think it won't take long for them to fall in line. Um, I'm gonna try to go through these as quickly as possible. DJ Quick. Mm. Did you see this? DJ Quick burned his death row royalty check. Well. And went on a fucking tirade, which I'm not going to read back, but uh, he went on this tirade about um, not getting compensated properly for all the all the work that he's done um, and all the songs that are that have been... Some of those I didn't even know about. All the songs that he's worked on that have been huge hits that he has not been compensated he feels an appropriate level for like i didn't know he i didn't know he had a credit on hot in here okay um 
I think this is another one of those things where, to be honest with you, I know you have different. I know you have a, a slightly different take. I think my thing is that DJ Quick is at working in more of a production and kind of mentoring compa- capacity these days mm-hmm. under younger acts. And it goes back to the Method Man thing. Where Method Man was like, where the fuck are these artists getting all this fucking money from? Because it ain't through the industry. And it's easier to be young in the industry and making all this money. And I think being so close to these young people, DJ Quick sees that. He sees them getting way, getting way more of a bag than his generation was kind of allowed to get because rap was still young. And now he's looking a lot of people, the pandemic has caused a lot of people to look back in retrospect because hindsight is always 2020 and feel like they've not been paid their due. Whether he's right or wrong on that is not really up to me. Uh, But, you know, having nothing to do with sitting in your house all day for a year offers perspective. I think that, um, I think it's time for a lot of artists to become honest with themselves. Uh, and, and let's be real. If you're not getting the money that you feel you deserve, then that points back to some type of bad business practice in the past. Whether you worked with a handshake deal or whether you, you know, agreed upon a bad contract. When you were young, to be fair. When when you were when you were younger. Because we saw a new edition got fucked up. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's a lot. It's, it's pretty easy for people to get fucked up. But it, I've never seen a case where someone will go back and, and say, well, even though we agreed to this in our deal, uh, I'm going to I'm going to pay you more money than we originally agreed on it's not going to happen probably not but you hit it on the head a little bit with with the method man comment and if you look at the history of music or any industry really uh you know 20 years ago dj quick used whatever practices were in place for producers to get paid in the industry 20 years later since the nature of the industry and most industries have changed the the younger artists of today have different opportunities to generate income based on what's available now. So yeah, you can, you can look 20 years later and say, ah, I don't understand why these kids are getting shit that we don't. Well, because they have the internet now and they have multiple streams of revenue from social media and other things that they can capitalize on that you did not have back then. And if you go back 20 something years, then imagine that the generation before you probably said the same thing about, you know, about DJ quick. All these Motown session musicians who are like, I have to get an instrument and learn to play the instrument and sit in a sweaty room with five or six other dudes and learn how to play these songs. And we got to get everything in, everything done in one take so that we can actually get paid. And here you are pulling up a sampler and you're able to make music, one man sitting at a desk and probably get paid more as a producer at that time than they did at musicians. So it's just all part of the cycle of life. Like, yeah, you're going to look up. The kids from today are going to look up in 2040 and go, wow, it's amazing how these kids are getting paid for making music based on what they're doing in 2020, 2021. So it's, it's not really, 
I, I, I sympathize with DJ Quick in the sense that it sucks when you look up and you realize that you could have been getting so much more out of your efforts. But it also really comes down to timing and it comes down to knowledge of the business. You can you can still figure out a way to use the same channels and the same avenues that the younger artists are taking. Will you be as successful? Who knows? But you also have access to the same things that they do. Just buy a bunch of Dodge coin. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> Just buy a whole bunch of Dodge coin, DJ Quick. <laughs> Randall didn't even know what to do with that. I was like, talk to Nas about it. He's a cryptocurrency Scarface, so <laughs> Nas will point you. He'll point you in the right direction. Oh man! But you know, looking over the shoulder of a younger producer and giving them the game and giving them tips and tricks on how to do their production, unless you entered in an agreement in which they'll compensate you for it, you're not going to get paid. And you're not going to get flowers for it. I, I hate to be the one to say that, but. Unfortunately, Mr. Quick. Um, the industry is just always going to be fucked up. Exactly. It, as advanced, and the thing is, is as, as advanced, and I can leave it here, as the, the kids are getting money now, at the end of the day, white people, are, like rich white people are never going to stop innovating because they have endless resources to never stop innovating. Right. They can always pay more bean counters to find a new way to fucking artist over. So, you know, it, it does it seems glamorous and it seems it seems like they're get it seems like the artists are getting over more, but they're not. I mean <laughs> you know, I always say you can't idiot proof anything because right. they're always gonna build a better idiot. Um so <laughs> You know, there's 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 really not much of a way out there. Yeah. Um, the industry is going to be the industry. Uh, what else do we have here? Let's see how quicker. Um, what the fuck is going on with Tyrese? Don't this care. happened right after we recorded. Don't care. And what the fuck, Tyrese? In case you're wondering what we're talking about, Tyrese Gibson was recently seen shaving. His girlfriend's coochie on live. What the fuck is happening with Tyrese Gibson? What is what? And it went like a basic ass rate. Man, he bought he bought them he bought them holes five for a dollar at at the ninety nine cent store. Y'all don't remember the time Tyrese said, what more do you want from me? <laughs> Y'all don't remember that? <laughs> no. Y'all forgot. No, no, no. That's okay. So here's where I differentiate there. When Tyrese was just spazzing for like, for like that whole like last quarter of that year, I remember because I think we almost, I think we almost, if not did give him the shut the fuck up award. <laughs> um, When he was spazzing that whole year, that was, at least you could s dismiss that and say, well, that's coming from an emotional place because he's going through a lot. He's going through this. We he's going through this this fucked up divorce. He's going through a custody battle. He's he he he's fighting with the Rock because he may or may not be working when he's when he thought he was going to be working. 
all these things very clearly looked emotional and he was venting and he was emoting and he was lashing out on the internet, which is something that people do every day. Mm-hmm. So I think people were prepared to look over that. This looks like a stunt. There's no emotional element to be unpacked here unless of course you want to go through the fact that in the same week he said he was going to he was going to do everything in his power to get his to get his ex-wife back um all of this smacked of a stunt sometimes we forget that we are surrounded or we yeah we're surrounded by people whose whole being whose whole existence is predicated around getting attention from people and this was nothing more than a stunt, if you want to call it that, to have people paying attention to him. I I have trouble with social media. When I do have trouble with social media, it's because I I have trouble understanding why people have very private moments with the public. Right. And, and not even a close circle of friends, but like private moments with anyone that's willing to watch. I don't understand internet beef when people are arguing back and forth on Twitter with each other. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this argument. Pick up the phone and be passive aggressive there. (laughs) Shit. I don't understand why someone would share a moment that's as intimate as shaving someone's private live on the internet other than that person is starved for attention. And I just don't understand that filter that's not there for people to do all these things in a very public setting. Shit is dumb. I, mind you, I made a post on IG about Chick-fil-A having Polynesian sauce <laughs> in a 16-ounce bottle. That was a public service announcement. There's a difference. Also, I'm just putting y'all in game. Also a little emotional. You, you. You had an emotional it changes everything to that. It changes everything. But I'm also not shaving a woman's privates. No, no. To be to be shared with y'all, like that shit is dumb. I've and 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 it's not even. And she's gonna have razor bumps because those cheap ass razors. Yeah, man. And it's not even worth the. <sighs> the shit sounded dry too. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> God damn. Like he was licking his lips like like a shade tree mechanic. Oh shit. He did he did look like he was about to he was about to look off in the camera like you know I got to do it, right? You, you, you see this you see this right here? You see this right here? This this you see what you got right here, which you know whenever the mechanic says that. Oh hell yeah. You about to come off a grip. Oh yeah. You, yeah. You, you see what you got right here? Come on, let me show you. Let me yeah. show you. Let me show you. That's I, that's how I know I'm about to yeah I'm about to come off of a, a hot stack right there. I'm not only about to come off of a stack. He gonna have to leave and go. He gonna have to leave and go get it and be gone for 24 hours. And I ain't gonna see him again. I'm sorry. I'm still li- I'm still reliving that bursted that busted pipe <laughs> scenario from the fucking uh, winter storm. Yeah. So mad about that shit. And he, and he just showed back up. He didn't call us. He just showed back up first thing in the morning. It was so weird. It was eight wow. o'clock. It was eight o'clock, and and it just smelled like black and miles outside. Damn. Um. So yeah, I yeah you said it. Yeah, I mean you said it. This is a, this is a stunt. It's weird. It's nasty. Tyrese. Uh, 
I don't even want to put it out. I don't even want to put a question out to the audience. Would you shave your girlfriend's privates? No, I, that's 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 weird. Um, what else I got here? Oh, <sighs> for you old hip hop heads, Cuban Link is still beefing with Fat Joe. Um, water is still wet. Uh, and Damien still doesn't care. <laughs> Um, this is a few weeks old. The, um, Big Pun got a street corner named after him in the Bronx, uh, which good, which that's wonderful. Good for him. Good for him. Good for the Bronx. Um, Fat Joe was not present. Fat Joe was not present. He made it known he was not going to be present because there were a lot of people that were going to be there that he didn't fuck with the long way, and he didn't want to make. The blogs all about him. Fair enough. That's noble. Fair enough. I like I, when people take themselves out of the equation. I admire that. I'm going to use that next time I get invited to a meeting that could be an email. You know. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 honored. I just don't want to take away from you know the true meaning of that meeting. Um, <laughs> but I'm here in spirit. Just send me an email. Um, and Cuban Link, of course, went to the social medias to rail on Fat Joe and how he ain't done shit for Pun, ain't done shit for Pun's family, ain't done shit for Pun's people in 20 years, and he been pumping this man up, I love this man, I love this man, ain't done shit for him, uh, what have you done for Pun lately? This beef has been going on as long as I have been almost... Almost as long as I've been alive. Um, at some point, when you beef with somebody long enough, at least when there's a beef going on, at least one party is going to remove themselves from the equation. Fat Joe, I can say, has probably removed himself from this equation. I am not Fat Joe. I don't know anybody close to Fat Joe. I'm willing to bet he doesn't care. He does not. At some and don't get me wrong, stand on your shit. If you don't fuck with somebody, don't fuck with them. I ain't mad at you for that. But I feel like you should have something to show in other aspects of your career. I feel like. Like, it's like the thing with Ray Fisher. I remember in being in the Black Nerd Problems chat when he was when when he was so relentless going off about Jeff Johns and Joss Whedon and this became a whole saga. I remember us saying, I see I'm reading the tea leaves and I feel like by the end of it, this is going to be the only thing that he is known for. And I hate when, when black people in Hollywood, Cuban Link is not black. I hate when black people in Hollywood um, have real feelings about a thing. And then they get dismissed. And eventually, we kind of subconsciously dismiss them. And this becomes the only thing that they're known for. And eventually, we just want them to shut the fuck up. Yes. And it's not right, but it's, we just want them to shut the fuck up. Because it's been going on 
this long and we as a as a culture and as an audience have very short memories uh, attention spans cuban link this is that that's why this is why cuban link is what we were afraid ray fisher was going to become fortunately i feel like ray fisher has kind of subverted that fate one off of the death of whedon's career the the slow death of whedon's career and um the success if you want to call it that of the Snyder Cut. This is what I was afraid Ray Fisher was going to become. Anytime we hear about Cuban Link, it's going to be Fuck Fat Joe. We're not going to hear about any music from him. We're not going to hear about an album rollout. We're not going to hear about him being on Drink Champs. It's going to be it's going to be another Fuck Fat Joe article that's going to come up in like blazinghothiphop.com. And we're not going to hear from him for another two years. If that. And at some point, you become the butt of the joke. You have made yourself the butt of this joke now. Nobody really knows. Nobody nobody that's keeping up with the culture actively really has an understanding anymore. I'm talking about the young kids. Of why he doesn't fuck with Fat Joe. He's just a he's just a fat Joe hater now. At, at this point, if you still have a problem with someone after twenty years or more than twenty years, at this point, um, you haven't done anything to resolve it. And, and that person is not does not share the same level of concern about you. It's you. You're just beefing with you. Yeah, it's you. Fat F- Joe has Grammys, I believe. Fat Joe also doesn't seem to, to be concerned about. At this, all. This person. So I've never heard him respond. Yeah, so just like let it go. It's cool, man. Just let it go, man. It's cool. Be if if he's wrong, be settled that he's wrong and go on with your life. Um the Oh god, my mom wanted me to report on this. My mom wanted me to report on this. <laughs> she said, "Are you going to talk about this on your podcast?" Because I feel like this is a major black emergency oh. happening in the community that I think that I, I don't think is getting enough burn and people need to know about. I said, okay, mom, what is it? I'm interested now. The FDA is going to ban menthol cigarettes. That's it. That's the whole topic. <laughs> and at first, I laughed. I laughed. And went back to what I was doing. Because clearly my mother was smoking Bud. Had to have been. She wasn't. But Bud. Had to have been. But I took a deep, I took a closer look at this. Because this is not getting a lot of burn in the news. No pun intended. And as it turns out, I'm concerned. I, to, to give my mother credit, the more I have unpacked this, the more concerned I am, or at least the more miffed I am about this. And, and let's be clear. This is a proposed ban. A proposed ban. This is not, this it, is not becoming, this has not become policy. This yet. is not a thing tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, if, if they have, if the FDA has their way, they'll be rolling this out like next year. And just to expand on what you say before you go into it, it's a proposed ban on menthol cigarettes and flavored Cigars and cigarillos. That's an important distinction to understand. And so, 
my thing is this at, at, at first glance this feels like a half one of these half measured things for the administration to show that they are that they are hard on you know something we're cracking down on this for your gen, for the general public health and safety bullshit um when you look a little closer from a black perspective this is an attack it's not even an attack it's a it's a mild inconvenience on the black community that can have enormous ramifications why do i say that you cannot take away niggas newports cools or black and miles or cigarillos you cannot Everyone will melt the fuck down tomorrow. My mom, my mom goes, "What are niggas gonna do without their Benson and Hedges?" It's like, mom, <laughs> your mother raises a valid point. <laughs> my mother has not smoked cigarettes in thirty-eight years, but she understands the ramifications of this. Uh, according to the FDA, um. Of all black Americans that smoke, approximately 85% of them smoke menthol cigarettes. This should not shock any of us. No, no. And for white Americans, 30% of the ones that smoke, smoke menthol cigarettes. Jesus. And that 30% might be enough just to turn this shit around. Correct. Which is kind of wild. Correct. But what they, but the the FDA is saying that the reason why they're doing this, and they're specifically targeting menthol and and flavored whatever, shits is according to surveys younger people are more likely to start smoking because of menthol and flavored cigars and cigarillos Ah. and they're hoping they can curb younger smokers from starting to smoke by doing so now besides black people being thrown off by this convenience store owners are ready to burn this whole country down. Correct. Because you just took you just took about half of their their, their business. It, all that's next is for them to crack down on lotto tickets. These bodegas are gonna go the fuck out of business. Like, do you know that the convenience store is like the only place that you can get uh, grape flavored Swisher sweets? <laughs> Let me find out they're selling them. Because you, you know what's next if they're taking them out of the hood. Yeah. Let me find out they're selling them shits in Whole Foods. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, and, and, but one, one, of the, one of the legitimate concerns is if you, if you do succeed in banning something, do you then find a way to criminalize it? Because how, how else are you going to enforce it by not criminalizing it? So, or, well, and, and, they're, and they're very clear to say they're not banning the possession of it. They're banning the manuf- manufacture and sale of it. Right. I would like to also point out that you're free to do that. All that's going to happen is people are just going to start self-dipping their cigarettes in menthol and or whatever flavorings are available Correct. For, for their cigarillos. So you will probably create just a whole new market out of whatever this is. So you ban weed. I mean, you, you legalize weed, ban menthols. This is an attack on the community. It's attacking our civil liberties. Like, like <laughs> taking menthols from Negroes can't do that. It's like taking That's... taking guns from white people and requiring them to wear masks at the same time. 
Oh, shit. That's psychological warfare. It is. That's psychological warfare. It is. It's it's one of these, you know those memes that tell you, like, what could you do to your ex that would be a mild inconvenience? Like, that's like, that's like leaving, that's like leaving her the fucking uh, uh, flask. Mm-hmm. Without leaving her the little funnel that goes with it, so you can put, so you can pour your drink in there. <laughs> Mild inconveniences. Take all the doorknobs off of the doors. Yeah. shit like that. That's what this is. It's psychological warfare just to fuck with you. If y'all want to start a race war, they do. Fuck around, see what happens. We gonna, we gonna fuck around, and make that a segment because a little shit like this tells me they want a race war. Because you gonna tell niggas not to have new ports. Look, and guess what? All the niggas that they that they that they afraid of or should be afraid of, smoking Newports. Right. Those are the people I'm afraid of. Real talk. <laughs> Those are the niggas at the at the corner. Yeah. That if they weren't doing that, they'd be robbing your ass. There, Better you to me. There have been enough discarded cigarillo wrappers in my front yard to know that if y'all ban this shit. A real revolution is going to happen. It's going to be a real race war out this bitch. If y'all really want to be productive, can you ban the dudes in front of the convenience store that always hit me up for change? Hey, big man. Hey, big, big man. man. Hey, let me holler at you. Hey, big man. Hey, man. Look, I just, I look, hey, man. Look, I don't want no problem with you. You see, I ain't got nothing. I just came out of TDC. Shut up. Trying to get your bus, man. I got Shut 35 up. cents, man. I was just wondering if I could, if I could get. You know, if you had any change, man, just any change you got. No, nah, I ain't up. got it, man. Any change, bro. Just Shut any change, up. man. Yeah. Stop, stop that. Yeah, man. Get them. Man, that first. Get them, or at least let's get them a, a card, a, like a like like a real tap card or something. I can tap them 30 cents and no. be on my way. No. No. My name is not Big Man. No. I just start shaking my head as soon as they start walking up. You don't even know what about to ask. You don't even know about the mask. You about to ask me for money. Oh, big man, see, why do you, Why it's got to be like that? All right, what do you need then? Well, my car over there ran out of gas. I was wondering if you can give me 25 cents. Like, come on, man. I'm just trying to make it to the next. I'm just trying to make it up the corner, man. I'm just trying to make up. it up the corner, up the block, man. Shut up. You got to aspire to do better, man. You got to get across town. Get this man a tap card, bro. <laughs> just, just, just a little light band camp. Pay what you pay what you can thing. Um, Get a rush card. Uh, one thing. Okay, one quick thing, and then we'll go to break. That is not on this docket. Um, that I forgot to mention is that y'all gotta stop bring. Look, I know outside ain't really open, and so Twitter is very random in the things that make the rounds. Sometimes we dig up old things. If y'all gonna keep on with this weird classes date, these weird classes dating conversations y'all have, y'all gotta stop bringing up old rudimentary 2005 shit. Y'all done went and dug up bum ass Steve Harvey for whatever reason and dug up this old goofy shit he said about how men and women cannot be platonic friends because all men are doing is waiting in the wings for their opportunity to fuck. It's because she determined that you are a friend. Nigga, this old rudimentary shit, and the fact that y'all really making it a discussion again, can men and women be friends? 
How do we go from women? How do we go from arguing about women's personal agency to an argument that basically takes all the agency away from them and reduces them to sex objects? That's silly. That's silly. No matter how you feel about uh, about the feminism aspect of it, that is fucking nuts. First of all, it doesn't take that much maturity to be platonic friends with a woman. And I make jokes about it all the time because I have friends that have fine woman friends. And I yes. make jokes about it, but I know it's because they have they have a level of maturity that not everybody does. Because I have woman friends, some of which have been on this podcast, that I have not tried to fuck. At least two. Now they're gonna start going through the. Uh, they're gonna say, oh, right. They're gonna go. Oh, who was it? No, no. no. So if he's had four, on there, <laughs> and he said two. <laughs> wish two, and if they've been on there more than once, does that count? <laughs> no, no, no. Um. So, I, 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 this doesn't. This feels like the lowest of low hanging fruit, which is, in retrospect, has always been the problem with Steve Harvey and his da- and his bum ass dating advice. It's low-hanging fruit for people that are in, that are trying to entertain low-hanging fruit. If you have to have this discussion about someone in your life, I need you to question them being in your life. I just, I, I, I mean, am I off? These are all conversations from people. I mean, I, I mean, look. I've I've had a different experience from most people. I've had no trouble all my life having platonic female friends. Same. Like, I, most I, of the women in my life are just cool. And, I mean, a lot of them have been attractive. Some of them have been, yeah. you know, whatever. I I don't care. Like, I, I, I think people just need to admit that they are incapable of having platonic opposite opposite sex friends. Correct. And just move on from that. Like, if if you if you say that about yourself... Fine, I understand. Keep it moving. Everybody ain't rolling like that. Though. Stop, stop generalizing and assuming that everybody can't have platonic friends of the opposite sex. It, it's it's old, it's boring, it's annoying. There's uh, better things we can be discussing. Shit, I know a lot of people that, that can't have same-sex friends. <laughs> you know? That's a whole other thing. That's a, that's a thing. I, I know a lot of girls that say, I cannot be friends with girls. I can only be friends with guys. I hear a lot of that. That's a whole other goofy discussion that I'm not ready for. But um, if you say it about yourself, I, I mean, it's valid. Just don't generalize and say it for everyone. Correct. Especially Steve Harvey, who looks like the beaver from Bucky's. <laughs> Let's not forget that this is also a nigga whose second wife was the side piece when he was cheating on the old wife. Let's start there. <laughs> I feel like Steve is just trying to justify his own bullshit. Correct. By saying that everyone else is the same. Correct you are. No, sir. I have all of my natural teeth. <laughs> oh, man. That's fucked up. So, yeah. Shout out to the third funniest king of comedy. Third. Yeah. Second or th- now, yeah, third. I'll, I'll I'll go three. So you got Bernie, then Bernie, DL, mm. 
Steve, then Cedric. Okay. I always thought it was just Bernie and I'm just going off the of their performance. Stooges. Well, I'm just going off of their performances in that movie. Oh, in that movie, yeah. Um, so same yeah. answer, Bernie, Bernie, and did. then the other three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with more foolishness and fuckery. You're listening to Sober Conversation with the Least Sober Team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. I gotta tell you, I am pretty. I'm, I'm pretty drunk. I think from here, ooh, gonna be drinking a little. Gonna be drinking it straight. Ooh, yeah. Well, this is my second consecutive day of libations. Um, shout out to FWMJ. Shout out to his sister Ari. What the, up, Frank? For the, some of the world's strongest margaritas. That I've ever had. Um, ran out of some of the ingredients, but did not run out of the actual tequila. So uh, Frank, Frank has me blocked on on, on Facebook, but uh, shout to him. Does he? I'm still a fan. He ain't really on Facebook like that, though. Well, I know he's not on Facebook like that no. anymore. Okay, but yeah, I I, I don't I don't take that personally because I know people just people just need a certain break from social media, yeah. and they're very and you get pickier about. Who you follow. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'll take that personally. I'm good. a fan. Yeah. Um, He's still funny on Twitter, though. Um, <sighs> I answer a lot of, answer <laughs> a lot of <laughs> questions from people about him on Twitter. So thank- I love him. I love what he does. Thank you, Frank. A lot of those questions are, is your boy okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, answer is usually no. Oh, man, he went all in about Puff. Uh, when all that shit, when the Black Rob shit went I was down. I like, be more specific, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know there are just people he does not fuck with the long way, and I don't blame him. I call those people, people. <laughs> <laughs> it is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. God damn, I love that jingle. <laughs> That is working. I'm going to get caught saying that at work one day. <laughs> I'm telling you, every every time white people do some wild shit, I, I hum it to myself mm-hmm. now. It just it just rolls off the tongue. It's really good. Um so governor so we're going there's going to be an ongoing theme of people who just don't believe in racism apparently. We'll get to them later. But for starters, Governor Tate Reeves of uh, the Commonwealth of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. The gentleman from Mississippi um, says that there is not systemic racism in this country. As a matter of fact, I will I will quote the article, said article from The Root. Governor Reeves, activists, activists say it is criminal to say there is not systemic racism in this country, reporter says. That video of George Floyd, other law enforcement involved shootings of african-american men the video plays and unrest often erupts your reaction to what he your reaction to what he claimed about systemic racism this was tate reeves response mm. there's not systemic racism in america 
Reeves replied. We live in the greatest country in the history of mankind. And I'll just tell you, in Mississippi, I was very proud of the fact that last year we had peaceful protesters, but we did not have one event in which there was a riot. And the reason for that is because in our state, we back the blue, we support the police. There's more. Oh, okay. I'm waiting. Reeves has had a pretty good week. In addition to his Fox News appearance, he got, a, he got Monday off since it was a state holiday. Confederate Memorial Day. In fact, he was speaking to Fox at the tail end of what he on April 7th declared to be Confederate, Confederate Heritage Month. April, according to the proclamation obtained by the Mississippi Free Press, should be in a period should be a period in which Mississippians honor all who lost their lives in this war and which war? quote come to a full understanding that the lessons learned yesterday and today will carry us through tomorrow if we carefully and earnestly strive to understand and appreciate our heritage. To recap, Governor Tate Reeves does not believe in systemic racism in America. He does, however, believe in commemorating the lives lost in a war fought over owning people in America. Okay. Now, granted, and I have to put this in the context, Mississippi is, by all accounts, either the first or second worst state in the entire union. Um, or or it could be a triple threat match between Alabama, Mississippi, and Florida. You decide. <laughs> but, but Mississippi is usually in the conversation for top two worst states in the union. With that in mind, I, I can understand why you might feel that this is the greatest country in the world because literally everything is better when you're looking up from the bottom of a toilet. If that makes sense. Uh, I don't want to say too much because I know we're going to talk a little bit about this later. Right. But if for this one, I got to say, y'all, stop, stop idolizing a war that you lost. Stop idolizing a, a war that you lost. As I said, a war that was fought for the right to own people you lost your heritage is celebrating loss loss of an inferior psychology and the idea that you will rise again correct you will not you won't the the hands you're, the hands are here now you're not going to fit into your varsity jacket from high school no and you, the south will not rise again america is the greatest country in history for mediocre white men if you are a mediocre white man this is the greatest point in history for you. The last 500 plus years have been the greatest moment in history for you. You're absolutely right about that. However, you will get these hands. You, 100%. You will not ever be what you were before. You got the drop on everybody before. Everybody. Everybody got hands for you now. Listen to me. Black hands matter. And if you don't understand 
what that means and if you don't understand how important it is that you know that black hands matter oh you will <laughs> if you have in case you haven't been paying attention to the internet lately i.e. tiktok i.e. twitter i.e. youtube niggas ain't taking it lying down anymore or ever again you know why Twisted T? <laughs> you know why Twisted T is popular now? Why Twisted T has commercials when you didn't know who the fuck Twisted T was three months ago? Because a nigga slapped the fuck out of somebody with a can of Twisted T and it went viral and niggas been drinking it ever since. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to get niggas to divest from Arizona tea? Bet. 99 cents at any corner store. The price is on the can. The price is on the damn can. And you mean to tell me that Twisted Tea came up in the age when Arizona Tea is a fucking monopoly? Arizona Tea and that powdered Lipton Lemon Tea? Unsurmountable. They both overcame Snapple. Unsurmountable. Insurmountable. Yeah. They both overcame Snapple, yeah. which is good, but pricey. If they start doing a dollar, it's a dollar on the bottle, Snapple will be unfuckwittable. It's got pig sperm in it. <laughs> if y'all don't see, and, and shit like this, Confederate Heritage Month, white people need to be getting their asses whooped in Mississippi left and right. And right. You can come get the, you can come General Lee's nuts. <laughs> I just want to know what you're celebrating. I need you to outline the principles that you are celebrating. What is Confederate heritage? Oh, you know, it's the same bullshit they tell you about the Civil War. It's over states' rights. Hmm. States' rights to own people. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Honestly. How y'all mad that they abolished slavery and y'all got, like, got reparations for the loss of income? For having to give up people as property. Y'all actually got reparations for that. And still mad. And y'all reenact losing this shit. Right. Y'all reenact it. Y'all get dressed up to go lose again. To catch L's. Do you know what that's called? That's called the Dallas Cowboys. The only other organization in the South that gets dressed up week after week to run out somewhere onto a field and lose. And lose for tradition or something. Got a point there. And if you and if you don't look and, and and either it's we're we're rebuilding and we're gonna win again, we're gonna rise again. And if we still don't, it was a moral victory. Suck a dick. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm Sean, you know Sean Lee's retiring. Mm. He will be um Paid. Mm. Remembered? No. Um, honored? No. <laughs> paid. He paid. will be paid. He'll be paid. Yeah, he'll be paid. Um, what else is happening? A new a New Jersey teacher was suspended and is currently un, under investigation for cursing at black students while calling George Floyd a criminal. 
y'all got to open outside. Mm. I tell you, the past year of 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 learning cannot come fast enough. I, I do kind of miss videos of teachers getting slapped with desks for speaking out of turn <laughs> with shit, you know. Like, a lot of people are talking shit from a safe place right now with this virtual learning. I, You know, I don't condone violence in schools. <laughs> but it's okay to slap the shit out of the teacher when they say some racist shit. It's true. Uh... Let me read this before the before my battery runs out. Uh, New Jersey high school teacher has been suspended after two separate videos surfaced that showed him all in his clannish feelings <laughs> wow. while shouting and cursing his students during a virtual class, all because he's sick of hearing about white privilege, even sicker of hear about the fact that George Floyd's murder was convicted of murder. Hmm. Uh, if you think I'm privileged, then fuck you, because my daughter thinks I'm privileged and I don't speak to her. He was seen saying in a recording of the online class session at one point, he started yelling and cursing at one student. Uh, Timia Williams, a 17-year-old senior, said the landscape and design teacher seemed to focus on... (laughs) Wow. He doesn't even teach a real subject. (laughs) He teaches lawn mowing. (laughs) Tell him why you're mad, bro. Seemed to focus on black students sharing his thoughts on the killing of George Floyd. I hear people whining and crying about Black Lives Matter, but George Floyd was a fucking criminal. And he got arrested, and he got killed because he wouldn't comply, and the bottom line is we make him a fucking hero. His last name is Zlotkin, so that tells me everything. Shout out to his daughter being the only adult in the house, apparently. Why is a landscape and design teacher even talking about George Floyd? Because he's a landscape and design teacher. <laughs> how are you going to teach kids how to cut grass through Zoom? <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, shit. Tell them why you mad. <laughs> they got to let these boys. I'm t- let me tell you something. <laughs> this this school year cannot be over soon enough. Man. Get these teachers some fresh air. Get them the <laughs> fuck outside. So they can do some landscape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. They got to borrow the, they got to go borrow the, the riding mower. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> here. <laughs> here, I'll give you 100 for the day. If you go down to the if you go down to the garden to the garden section, get, sign out the the riding mower, not he, the hand mower, the riding mower. Did he get his uh, teaching certificate from Home Depot? You hate from outside the club, and you can't get in. <laughs> oh man. Come on, man. Landscape and design, bro. I tell you. That's an actual class <laughs> in a school? That's a... that's a, I, Oh, I'm sure that's an elective. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's an elective. Man, we had a drunk old white man that just taught... That told everybody he taught electronics. <laughs> we started one thing in that class. <laughs> Other than that, we just watched movies about electronics. And by movies about electronics, I'm talking about like we watched Mac and Me. Tron. And Tron. <laughs> Wally. And Hackers. <laughs> And sneakers. Wow. <laughs> Which is just Ben Kingsley saying, like, techno babble and shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, 
We didn't do shit in that class. I didn't solder shit as long as I lived. Or you, no, you had to have your own soldering shit from home. Three white kids got to solder. And this man was in the back drunk, talking, going, soldering. <laughs> oh my God. Like, imagine, imagine you got to sit in class and, and get that kind of energy from a dude who's teaching you how to use a weed eater, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. They just got to slap him when they see him in person. <laughs> oh, man. Aren't you excited about mulch, kids? <laughs> God damn. Oh, the school district, the school district thought enough of us to get us some, to, to get us some new hedge trimmers. <laughs> oh, man. This is what happens when you invest in school pride. Uh. <laughs> you know, my goodness. In home gardening education. <laughs> God damn. Oh, man. Um, oh, my God. Send your racist <laughs> stories. Send your real-life racist encounters along with your listener letters. Questions for myself and D. Randall or any... Or <laughs> I, I'm just like... I'm just looking at my backyard now like, damn. <laughs> I would have benefited from those programs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I sh- or at least I can call him to come through and help me out. All shit. right, you'll never not have a job. Right. I will say, I, we, you know what? We cracking on that shit. That's a trade skill. Yeah. That's a skill you can take into the real world. No, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. When your landscape and design degree don't get you nowhere. I'm nice with the lawnmower. I'm already qualified to teach this class. You gonna go, you gonna get your you gonna go ahead and get that paper at Devry? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm gonna go down to Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> Go take the 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. class. <laughs> oh, oh man, uh, send uh, yeah, send all that shit. Send your list of letters <laughs> to opinionswhileblack at gmail dot com. <laughs> Or go to opinionswhileblack.com. We got all the social medias there. We got all the ways to listen to us there. Send us your landscaping tips. (laughs) (laughs) And your thoughts on the George Floyd incident. You're going to be a racist landscaper. (laughs) (laughs) You were probably cutting grass when that shit happened anyway. You know what he's saying. You know what he's saying. He's sitting at home saying that Mexicans are taking all the jobs away. That's what it is. Uh, that's what that's, it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's why you mad, son. That's exactly why you mad. <laughs> We're going to take another break. My goodness. Because I need it. And we will be right back with your listener letters. As well as the top three STFUs. This is Houston's most savage podcast. <laughs> And we are back. Wait. Hey, ain't it kind of racist to be teaching a room with black kids how to cut grass? <laughs> I just thought of that, man. That's kind of fucked up. Because you and I both went to predominantly white or, or more diverse schools. Yeah. Oh, no, we would say predominantly white. Okay. It was in a Jewish neighborhood. Yeah. Bel Air Lamar. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have a yard cutting class. Not at all. <laughs> And them ag kids would be damned if you was going to tell them to cut the grass. I mean, they have future farmers of America, so they'll teach you how to grow some shit and, and take people's land on the eminent domain and put crops there. 
They'll teach you how to do that. <laughs> but they'll be damned if they let, you know, if they let you teach their kid who could have been in private school, but they were just a little too broke to afford it, how to cut grass. Oh, they was going to take a morals. My son cuts grass. But if your son raises raises a fucking cow, that's yeah. different. Hey, cows, that's some money, though. Man, them, bro, them ag students were fucking reckless. First of all, yeah. all of them, all of them drove the flyest, uh, the flyest off-road trucks. The flyest '82 Ford Broncos with no doors. <laughs> yes. Just, and and tracking mud everywhere. All of them had the lift kit for no reason. Yep. Blasting Tupac. Yep. Mud all on the right side. <laughs> Oh man, they was the fly. I'm telling you, they, they, now they were the white boys at Bel Air that got all the pussy, and the baseball players. Yeah, all the pussy. Um, oh man, how do we have so many? How do we have so many woman listeners? How? Well, first you got to hit them with the we're, we're back, we're black. We didn't even do that. We are back. Yep. We're black. Yep. We're opinionated, and yes. clearly I am drinking just straight <laughs> at this point. I'm Obviously, a, I'm on a day, uh, the second day of a binge. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I do. Well, I walked in. This thing had alkaline water. And shit. He was like, "I'm on a cleanse." <laughs> shit. I was, I was, I, you know, I, I drank a lot yesterday with the guys in Austin, and I'm, I'm, I'm coming down. I was like, I respect it. I'm still gonna drink, but I respect it. And this nigga walked in with two Yeti cups, <laughs> and I said, "Oh shit." Hey. It's about to be on and popping now. You know what? I forgot to mention. We, I, this deserves a quick mention. Jake Paul, not Jake Paul, his brother, Logan Paul, has been signed to fight, wait for it, Floyd Mayweather on Triller. I have mixed feelings. I'm just here for the commentary. On one hand... I, this is the only situation, because, you know, Logan is the racist one. The more racist one. The more racist one. Yeah. Um, this is the only situation where I would ever be inclined to root for Floyd Mayweather's prosperity or success in anything. I, the only thing I've ever rooted for, for Floyd Mayweather to do is to be thrown into the sun. I've, I've only um, rooted for him to be literate. No, no, no. I need because I, I I need him to not be able to read the exit signs when we trap him on a space shuttle and fly him into the sun. I'll take that. Um, in this case, Jake Paul, no Logan Paul. I swore I thought it was Jake for the longest, and somebody was like, "Nigga, the fact that you can tell the motherfuckers apart is amazing." <laughs> um, Logan. So I'm not really I'm not really impressed with the Logan Paul aspect. My thing is, why is Floyd doing this? Money. Is he broke? Floyd is the type of Negro to walk into Bank of America and pull out a literal million dollars in cash. That's broke boy mentality. Well, that needs illiterate, so he don't know zeros from O's, and you know, it, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't know the difference. If he has that kind of mentality, I'm pretty sure he can blow through money pretty fast. Fair enough. I'm not saying he's broke. I'm just saying he probably occasionally finds himself in places where he needs money. Floyd Mayweather definitely and and he there's a shirt somewhere that says I smile because I have no idea what's going on. That's Floyd Mayweather to me. 
that, and somebody like that blows through a lot of money because they don't know the difference. Yeah. Um, he's that nigga that shows that that went to high school and showed up to class with nothing but a brush. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> Why is that so? Why is that so real though? Like, yes, there was always that dude named Quincy. <laughs> the nigga who could fight. Or Terrence. Yeah. There was always a nigga who could fight. He didn't have a backpack. He didn't have a pen, a pencil. He, he No, he'd have a notebook. His mama was, his, if he didn't have a notebook, that's when his mama got a little yeah. concerned. Yeah. But he would the always. The notebook was empty. Always walk around with that wood brush and just brush those waves. <laughs> all yeah. day. Yeah. All day. He never wore his school uniform shirt all the way on. He had one <laughs> sleeve in and the rest was just kind of draped over his shoulder. And he had his undershirt on. Yeah. Because he was always ready to fight. Triggered. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is another episode of Will Ridge's Finest. <laughs> for being in this beat. <laughs> it is time for your listener letters. Um, y'all, If y'all ever want to ask us anything, I mean literally anything, we answer all of this shit. So just hit us up. Um black at gmail.com find me on social media ask me whatever you know whatever go to opinionswhileblack.com yeah. there's all the ways to get in touch with us y'all know the drill uh tales to enrage mm. uh says do you think the mutant metaphor okay this is a real question okay cool oh, damn it do you think the mutant metaphor for racism ever worked for the x-men or were people just blinded by the high points of the claremont run okay so I have to talk about Chris Claremont. <laughs> Shit. Um, did you read any Claremont? Of course. Okay. Okay. Just checking. Of course. I just need us to be on the same page. Yeah. Me and Randall read a lot of the same shit. Yeah. That was one of that was one of the reasons where we were like, okay, this is gonna work out. Yep. Um, I knew when this I knew when this nigga had the complete omnibus of planetary. Come on, man. That this was gonna work out. Come on. Shout out to uh, Jessica and Tim. Also, it was a great present. Oh man, you got good friends. Yeah. What up, Jess? Yeah. Uh, and uh, what was it? Um, of course we both feel the same about uh a lot of the early and late work of Brian Michael Bendis. So mm-hmm. we knew we were gonna get along. Yep. <sighs> Chris Claremont. I I resent Chris Claremont for a lot of things. Mm. <laughs> I even though the the premise and the subject matter was compelling. I resented him for making the X-Men a soap opera. Because it was. Who's going to fuck Gene next? (laughs) Will it be Cyclops, who she is fucking married to? Will it be Wolverine, who everyone just thinks is cool? Or, every now and then, for for shits and giggles, will it be Professor Xavier, Mm. who is creepy? (laughs) Um... You have to know that, and that's why. And the fact, and the fact that his his run lasted so long, yeah. I think is why we will never have a lot of writers on a book for a long time, right? Uh, for better or worse, um, unless you're Brian Michael Bendis, of course. Of course, <laughs> he he wrote Avengers for like ten years. Um. Maybe Grant Morrison, if you can catch him while he's in this dimension. Yeah, he won't. He won't do anything no. for that long. No, no, no. <laughs> um, certainly not for the big two. No. 
Um, okay. Do I think the racism metaphor worked? Yes. Because I, because I think, it, I mean, that predated Claremont. Yeah. Stanley has uh, said many times. That goes back to, yeah, Stanley very clearly stated that that was kind of the genesis of of that. They, I think the X-Men came about in like 1964-ish. Yes. Yes. Um, which, you know, that was kind of, you know, the, the, the climax of approaching, I shouldn't even say the climax, but that was kind of thick in the civil rights movements of the, of the 60s. And Stanley very clearly stated that it was informed by the experience of, of racism in America. Um, also, as far as it, it, whether or not it worked because of the high points of the Claremont run, I think one of the things we have to be honest about is that not all writers are going to, are going to have the same aptitude when translating a metaphor for comic book purposes. Right. Some uh, some uh, some authors, some writers are going to be able to do it well. Some not so much. 60, some, Sixty-three. All right. Sixty-three. Yeah, it's close. Some because of the uh, some because they ha- they are just more open-minded to the experience. Some because they've done the research, and some if they fail because they don't have the correct frame of reference mm-hmm. for their upbringing or lifestyle or whatever. To be able to relate to that or to be able to create characters that relate to that in a way that is digestible uh, to readers. Yeah. So everybody's not going to be able to work that the same way. Right. I think I think what has always been central to the X-Men story is whether whether you see it as an allegory for racism, they've always been a group that is feared and hated for being different. And over the years, we've even seen that, you know, we've seen mutant phobia as kind of a metaphor for racism but we've also seen where more recently now that they've become their own sovereign nation right and you know they have a certain level of sovereignty now they're feared and hated because of their power and they're treated like like a terrorist nation basically right so so i think central to that and, and i'm actually glad that that allegory that metaphor has evolved over time is that racism itself is a, a very specific subset of whatever type of bigotry people have, whether it's racism Correct. or sexism or or transphobia or Islamophobia. Like the X-Men over the years has represented just kind of, the, they've kind of encompassed that entire set of phobias that people have about other people that are not like them. Right. Um, And also, I think in... I, 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 as far as the mutant metaphor, I also feel like at some point, um, especially with the with them being a sovereign nation now, mm-hmm. I feel like one of the reasons people argue that the metaphor doesn't work is because at the end of the day, it's a superhero comic, and the X Men for a long time never really solved the X Men problem. What I consider the X Men problem to be is that at the end of the day, um, even when you save the world, what have you, you superheroes are fighting to preserve the status quo. Mm-hmm. And the status quo unilaterally across the board 
does not work for mutants because the status quo hates them and you don't and in and the movies don't never represent this well because you don't have a lot to choose from you you know you've got you've got people like sebastian shaw who feel like uh humans are beasts of burden you've got um people like magneto who feel like uh humans are beasts of burden and more often than not in the movies, you have Charles Xavier who feels like uh, humans are children that have to be condescended, <laughs> that have to be condescended to and mind raped whenever he feels wow. like it. Um, yeah, y'all forgot about that. He mm. he literally just deletes people's memory whenever the fuck he feels mm. like it. Charles Xavier is kind of an asshole. Yeah. Um, and so none of that really actually solves the problem of being hated and feared. That's solved now in the comics because they say, "Well, fuck it. We'll just make our we'll just make our own island, have our own government, and y'all can't come ever. We'll never kill y'all. We'll never come over there and kill y'all or hurt y'all as long as y'all don't fuck with us." And apparently, the way the direction that storyline is going, that's not good enough for humans either. An allegory for Black Wall Street. Exactly, Black Wall Street, because they showed up and burned all that shit to and, and burned all that shit to the ground. Um, which I don't think the humans will necessarily do this time, but there's a lot of uh, factors where the humans definitely have their guns aimed mm-hmm. uh, at the uh, at the mutants. So, and it wouldn't be a com- it wouldn't be much drama if somebody wasn't uh, didn't have a gun pointed down at the mutants yep um so thank you tales to enrage for that hopefully we answered your question somewhat accurately while drunk yep um have one from instagram from uh sedina what up what up what up sedina let's see uh this is actually her kind of complimenting us um also send your compliments send your compliments we like those too Uh, I was feeling all sorts of ways about this discussion in the listener letters. This is talking about episode 130. Don't remember. Uh, Yeah, I I always (laughs) tell people, I don't remember. You have to tell me exactly what you're talking about uh, when you bring up a reference. I don't know what we talked about last week. Facts. Or at the beginning of this very show. The the next and last listener letter is actually about that. Okay. Um, Y'all got to check out yourselves, but listen. The struggle to define yourself on the sexual romantic spectrum is hard for us uh, that don't fit the binary. And much like Oz, I too tried to force myself into thinking that maybe I was poly. Uh, In my case, I didn't have the language for what I really am. I convinced myself that the needs of the other person outweighed my own because I lacked the ability to ask for what I wanted. Thankfully, I can now... I can now, but it was damaging on a lot of levels and to many relationships. That being said, after feeling busted up over not being enough or worthy for about a decade, I was able to better define myself and my expectations in relationships. It's still complicated, and I'm still working on uh, I'm still working on new working nuances out. But that open and honest conversation between Oz and D. Randall is why you should get hooked on this Houston podcast. Because they really, because they really out here trying to get it right. Is it weird to feel seen by a black, a black media podcast as a white woman? Um, no, no, no. I think there should be. I think if there are, I think part of 
allyship is recognizing the intersections in which you sympathize with a people. Um, and part of that comes from regularly consuming black media. That's why we're here. Yeah. Um, we're, I mean, we're also, not to toot our own horn, yes, we are, you know, cishet black men. But we're also very observant. And we're, d- despite things that I say, <laughs> we, we say we, we're also, <laughs> well, I'm saying we're, we're also engaging in conversation. Like, we engage in meaningful conversations with people without you know, without certain predispositions. So it's, you know, we may not have the answers for everything, but we, we listen, we observe, we engage, and we are willing to listen to and make it an attempt to understand other points of view. I've admitted many times on this show, you know, a lot of my failings to understand certain things and, and a lot of our listeners and, and guests have been very accommodating in in lending some knowledge in that area as well. It's true. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's great that you feel seen because at the very least, we will not shy from the conversation about it. We will admit our ignorance to it and our, our attempt to gain an understanding of it. So um, we also know that one size does not fit all. We all don't fit into the same box. And we understand that. We all accept that. We, we accept that. And, you know, thank you for rocking with us. Right on. I still don't know what the hell happened in episode 130. <laughs> but I'll, I'll take your word for it. Um, Remy Braff. Uh, oh, shout out to Stolen Riches and B and Lit BKNY. Um, uh, want us to know Happy Saturday since it's on Saturdays. Happy Saturday. Why this- y'all on our business knowing we record on Saturday, huh? Oh, cause I was told y'all. Also, no, we, we record, record on, Sunday. on Sunday. We record on Sunday. <laughs> this is Sunday. <laughs> I've been drinking since Saturday. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. Um. Listening to episode 134, and tell Randall I said preach. Okay. He talking about he talking about being married, and I tell people all the time. Imagine the person you're with today never changes. Can you still be with them? Whatever annoys you today is going to doubly annoy you in ten years. So make your decisions wisely. That's my marriage advice. Let me. I was listening like this nigga okay. saying some shit right now. Okay. <laughs> she's not what? here. She's not here right now. All she's right, not so here. I'm going to speak a little free. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, you're absolutely right. Um, and and I, I, will even, I will even expand that to say not just people that you are married to, but anyone who is central to your life for an extended amount of time. This can be platonic friends. Um, hell, this could be family members. Understand and expect that people will change over time. People will grow. People will evolve. Anyone who is central to your life, you need to understand that they are going to grow and evolve. And there are some things that will change. There are certain fundamental things about them that may not change. But overall, you should expect that a person today is not going to be the exact same person 20 years from now. It cannot be. Which can also be maddening. Right. You just have to be ready to grow with them as well. Uh, It's especially true also in marriage. Um, You know, presumably that is the person that you will spend the most time with, the most intimate time with. Um, And if if you're around anyone that long, I know this from being married for 16 years now. Let's go. Hit him with the air horns. Let me... (laughs) 
know? Uh, you know, you, you just, you have to, change is the only constant that we have in life. And, and evolution is necessary for all. So hopefully, you, you know, if any of you seek marriage or seek a long-term commitment like that, hopefully both of you are comfortable with the idea that over time, you will both evolve and embrace that evolution with each other. You know, I'm just saying. And this has been Marriage Advice with D. Mm-mm, Randall. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Tell you they like that shit. They love don't, that don't, shit. Don't take it from me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I do like a lot of my married friends do hit me up um, to, you know, to give me the the Black Power Solidarity Fist on a lot of that shit. And some of them, hey. some of them, my wife, so they know I'm not bullshitting. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a brave man for stepping forth like I do, because she sleeps with a knife under her side of the bed. So she's not here. It's cool. <laughs> um, thank you very much for your listener letters. Um, y'all know what to do. Opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Hit us up. Mm-hmm. It is time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! Hit myself Woo! with a little something. Another straight? Let me hit myself with another something. Damn. We gotta go in. We gotta finish strong. Ooh. Gotta finish strong. Ooh. That was kind of a that, that was, strong pour. That's brave. Here we go. Oh, and he shot it too. Uh, ah! Oh, man. It's. Time! <laughs> oh. Fighting! <laughs> we have runners-up. Oh. Our first runner-up, hadn't been on the list in a long time, Orenthal James Simpson. <laughs> Chloe's daddy. Chloe's daddy. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Tristan cheated on OJ's daughter again. Again. One more time, he gets a free Subway sandwich. (laughs) I just see his little raggedy car with punch holes in it. (laughs) They got to use the back. (laughs) The 10th one is free looking ass. (laughs) Yeah, uh, cheat again. Uh, He got his cheating card landed. Chloe need to be offended. Because that girl he cheated with is bad. He need to be. She need to be offended. Bad meaning bad or bad meaning good. Bad meaning um, she d- Chloe flies to where this girl has to just walk to. Wow, that girl, that girl fine. Okay. Uh, she need to be upset. Also, on side note, I feel like Chloe now owes Jordan an apology. I wasn't trying to fuck you, little raggedy ass man. You got mad. You broke off the friendship. Now he's still community dick. Is it my? Is that my fault too? You know, I think at this point. Yeah, she owed Jordan the apology. This might be problematic to say. If you're aware of your man's cheating habits and you still allow him to cheat, then you're okay with him cheating. Oh, I don't think there's any. I think everybody's kind of clown Chloe at this point okay. about that. It's probably yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um. But on to Chloe's father. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah. Chloe's father, Orenthal James Simpson. Yes. Um, he was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. 
or one of the social medias um, airing out his opinions about LeBron James having an opinion about Micaiah Bryant's murder mm. and said, you don't have to fight every battle, LeBron. You don't have to fight every battle. Um, when Boozy has to tell you to shut the fuck up, that is an indication that it is, in fact, time, long past time, for you to shut the fuck up. When Boozy is on the right side of a situation, you have gone awry, sir. If there is one person who is in favor of um, the, the, the law enforcement system turning a blind <laughs> eye to an obvious tragedy, <laughs> it is Orenthal, Chase Simpson. <laughs> like, and I don't even completely blame him for this. I blame his children. It is your job to keep your parents in the dark from advanced technology like Twitter. You think his kids fuck with him, though? Maybe. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's true. Yeah. That's probably the way it is. Come on. He's not supposed to have a Twitter. He's supposed to be golfing. Or, as he would refer to it, still looking for the killer. Uh. I'm just saying. OJ, why the fuck do you even have... If there's anybody in the on the planet who should not have an opinion about murder, mm. it is a murderer. Correct. Um, I think this is a pretty easy one. OJ, uh, give up on them waves and shut the fuck up. Shut up! Please. Stop making me agree with boozy badass on things. That's that gotta was, hurt. That is the weirdest shit. It's gotta hurt. I'm just saying... Shouldn't he? He should be making a conscious effort to be silent on these issues when the culture and the community let him ride for so long on some shit that he is obviously <laughs> complicit in. My God. Um, speaking of old burnouts, uh, the next runner-up is Kenya Moore from the Real Housewives uh, of Atlanta, uh, aka Black Maleficent. Damn. Um. So, uh, the real-life comic book supervillain, um, or real-life Star Trek villain, what have you, um, was on last week's um, reunion, the first, well, part one of the uh, Atlanta Housewives reunion, um, in, a, in a heated exchange with uh, Drew Sidora from the game <laughs> and Portia Williams who the show is really all about. I mean, right. Portia, let me tell you, she's the young one who has come up. Portia's so fine. It really, ha and, and shows, and outdoes everyone else on the show to the point where people just basically consider it um, Portia and the Real Housewives of Atlanta, like David Ruffin in The Temptations. Wow. Um, she outdresses everyone. Her hair is Her hair looks better than everyone. She comes out looking better in almost every situation, every dramatic situation they put her in. She's funny. She's fine. I, and and Kenya hates her for it. And so she and so Kenya ends up in this heated exchange because on an earlier episode there was a Halloween party. Kenya shows up dressed like I shit you not, the nineteen fifty seven facsimile of. A Native American princess. Headdress and all. Oh, man. Shit that we are just not doing anymore. Oh, man. 
and people railed on her for it. Um, Bravo was made to apologize. Andy Cohen was made to apologize. Damn. And they and Andy confronted her about the situation, and she was like, "Of course, it was ignorant." And everybody kind of keyed in and was like, "Yeah, we could have told you that that shit was ignorant." And Kenya, who is in completely incapable of taking accountability for anything ever in her life. Uh, goes on to say that she has Native American heritage in her blood. Oh, and, word. And when they asked what tribe she had that, that she descended from, uh-huh. she said that she had people, people, quote, in West Virginia. Shut up! Ah. Oh, okay. West Virginia is not a tribe. Uh, are you sure? Positive. Shut up! High school was free. <laughs> Kenya. High school was free. West Virginia is not a tribe. Uh, she was fine when she was Miss America. She was because when she was Miss America, she didn't have thoughts and opinions, yeah. and we never knew what she thought about anything. She's still fine. She's just fifty years old and stupid. Shout out to Miss Bozak from the episode of Martin. <laughs> Shout out. Um, wow. I'm just saying. I, that that's silly. Now, and, and that just goes to show you that's not even that's not even the top three. <laughs> number two, no, number three is Jocelyn Hernandez of Love and Hip Hop fame. Okay. Um. Uh, Stevie J's grandest failure. Get um, uh, as some of you know who keep up with the Ratchet reality TV, not know me. that she has a. A show on the Zeus Network, which uh, is the what channel is that on? Uh, it's a streaming. Cast. It's oh. a streaming service where all the discarded Mona ideas go. Oh, that's the Ray J shit. Correct. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so she has a show called Jocelyn's Cabaret. Oh, Jocelyn's Cabaret is where Jocelyn sees herself pulling young young women up from their circumstances in the, pulling them out of the strip club. And, and pulling them together to do a cabaret project, which is basically taking them out of the strip club into another strip club. Oh, okay. You know, a little round of applause for nothing. If you've ever, it, the only re- there are two reasons you need to know this. The first reason is because the term double homicide is going around. Oh, I saw that clip. I'm not going to go into huge detail on this program, the have, origin of the double homicide. I have a frame of reference for that. You do have a frame of reference yes. for that. Go to YouTube and look up Double Homicide, and you will either be entertained, disgusted, or probably both. The other reason you need to know um, that Jocelyn has a cabaret is that this is part of her bullshit rebrand that she excabarated on uh, an episode of Wendy Williams. Boy, using them free high school words. (laughs) Excabarated. (laughs) Um, Probably was not the right application. Um, We're drunk. Who cares? It's true. <laughs> um, basically, she saw that other Wait, people... Is it exacerbated? Exacerbated. Something like that. Okay. I just probably didn't pronounce it. We are really fucking up words. We're we'll really drunk. We'll continue. Um, Wendy, a lot of people go on Wendy Williams to kind of air out their grievances with Wendy and bury the hatchet and then move on and sell their project. Mm-hmm. That is for people who are capable of talking. <laughs> Jocelyn Hernandez, I'm not making fun of her be of her not knowing English well because she's from Puerto Rico. 
I'm making the fun of the fact that she's just not good at basic human communication. She doesn't she doesn't understand the ideas in her head right. well enough to convey them to other people. I can see that. She went on Wendy Williams and went on a I can't even call it a tirade. It was more like a it was more like a of it wasn't really a rant. She she tried to get a couple shots off. She tried to get some shit off. She tried to get some shit off about how Wendy doesn't doesn't give uh, black women are their flowers, and how women, and how Wendy doesn't um, doesn't show up for black women when they do things that she can't make fun of, which is completely a reasonable point to have. Right. Wendy completely makes her living and her career off of tearing women down, mm-hmm. usually women of color. Mm-hmm. This is what we call the Amber Rose effect. This is what I uh, shout out uh-huh. to David Braff. Yeah. Does the Amber Rose effect? Noble, uh, uh, a noble gesture for a noble cause from a piss poor representative. <laughs> this is just like you know, Jake Paul is all of a sudden standing up for fighters' rights and fighters getting paid what they're worth right. in UFC and standing up to Dana White. He's not the person. To, he's not the person to speak on that because he is getting paid for a different thing. Than what those fighters are getting paid for. Right. Those fighters are getting paid for putting their bodies on the line. And they're getting paid bonuses for winning and putting their bodies on the line. Jake Paul is getting paid by Triller as a circus oddity. Who has beaten no one of substance in a fight. No one. Um, again, piss poor representative. For a noble cause. Jocelyn is Jocelyn is trying to rebrand into this ratchet Oprah, this ratchet Puerto Rican Oprah, mm. who came from these who came from these kind of questionable circumstances in Puerto Rico, uh, who has who I believe has been um, kind of indoctrinated into sex work since she was fifteen, and is trying to pull other young women out of those circumstances. Noble. Standing up for women of color and how we're portrayed in the media, noble. Jocelyn can't find her fucking front door in the morning, so I don't have, I don't <laughs> think she has the cognizance to be able to argue with, with Wendy Williams about it for 30 minutes. Now, I don't like Wendy Williams. No one does. I, I really don't like Wendy Williams, and I, and I don't give her any attention unless she's passing out on stage, really. But one thing that I do know. Is if you come for the bull, you will get the horns, and and I know that Wendy is ready for that action more than than Jocelyn is. If Jocelyn wants to come with it, you know, and didn't Jocelyn say something like like I am the number one show on TV? I'm well, the number one show in the country. Yeah, and she was like, No, you're the number one. You have the number one show on Zeus. <laughs> Slight difference. Slight, <laughs> little different. You can't let those jabs, you can't let her get those jabs off and expect to make a larger point right. that wins the day. Jocelyn should not be making these points. Jocelyn should be, should be selling her little cabaret show on Zeus, yep. getting her bag, and shutting the fuck up and letting the work speak for itself. That's what Mona does. Yeah. And clearly, you who felt like you were done wrong by Mona during your time on Love & Hip Hop are trying to become a better version of her, which will never happen. Um, there's so many things that Mona has 
um, no matter how you feel about her, that Jocelyn just does not and will never have. Money, talent. Uh, money. Resources. Money, talent, network. resources, scruples, um, a brain in her head. Wow. You name it. Jocelyn just got to shut the fuck up. Shut up! Uh, number two, haven't had him on the list in a while, ladies and gentlemen. Number two is uh, Umar Johnson. Uh, this five-layer loser. Cat. Uh, Hotep Dumbledore is back on the list because, um, well, I'll just say he made an appearance on the Breakfast Club. Let me tell you something. I have been, and I have been making a lot of, I have been making the rounds this week because of this shit. I got into fights on Twitter. I got into a fight on Humvee's house party. And uh, I got brought on Play-Doh Games podcast to talk about the fight I got into on Humvee's house party about this shit. Uh, and here I am, uh, full circle, recounting this for y'all. Wow. Umar Johnson was on The Breakfast Club. The only platform he seems to, the only major platform he seems to ever be on because he's the only major, it's the only major platform that has low common denominator enough to have him. Yes. Um, that and Roland Martin ran him the fuck off of his program. Um, and went on and basically said a whole bunch of things that added up to, uh, Joe Biden doesn't care about black people and fuck Joe Biden, which is the most, which is the lowest hanging fruit of 2021. Mm. Uh, and he was, he ended up trending on Twitter for a lot of the week, uh, being praised as a hero for saying the most basic shit possible. This is what I hate about Umar Johnson. This is what I hate about the breakfast club because he gives you strawberries in a shit sandwich. (laughs) Umar Johnson can say the most, can say the most just low common denominator, misogynistic, homophobic, creepy, weird, hotep shit ever. We will lambast him for it. And then he goes on The Breakfast Club and says some basic shit that most reasonable black people are already thinking. And because and because he got Charlemagne to say, oh, that's deep, mm. now we forgive him for it. That's ridiculous. That's everything I hate about The Breakfast Club. I could go on all day about why I hate The Breakfast Club. <laughs> but there's so many more things to hate about Umar Johnson. And people, oh well, you're just mad because somebody's doing something in the community. You're just, you're just mad because what somebody is, is speaking up, is speaking up for what black people want to hear. Guess what? Umar Johnson ain't the first motherfucker to say fuck Joe Biden. Nobody voted for Joe Biden because we thought he was the man for the job. Nobody voted for Joe Biden because we thought he was gonna save black people. No one. We voted for him because we had more of a shot getting by, not dying, with him in office than the asshole before him. That's it. He's a filler. He's a placeholder. That's all he is. And now here go bum-ass you. Looking for more applause on, a sa- on the same bummy-ass platform that just happens to, that just happens to have iHeart backing. <laughs> And reach. I always say, a lot of people ain't talented. A lot of people are just mediocre and from New York. I've been saying that for a while. Some of y'all ain't talented. I won't name names because I can name a few. But some of y'all are just mediocre and happen to live in New York where all the connections are. That's it. And if you think I'm talking to you, yes, I am. I read your comic. It sucks. Oh. Okay. That's neither here nor there. Oh, that's that's here. 
Um, and then went on to tell people about this magic uh, Hotep Hogwarts school he wants to he wants to make the Frederick Douglass Marcus Garvey school. By the way, Frederick Douglass, who he went on to piss envy off again about saying uh, about being against interracial relationships, which is kind of stupid on his part because he lionizes Frederick Douglass, who was not only in an interracial relationship himself, but was the product of one. Mm-hmm. But you'll never call him into question because you have to be because you have to posthumously suck his dick from the grave. Damn. This school you want to build in his name. I don't think Frederick Douglass nor Marcus Garvey would fuck with him <laughs> and, and this school that he's named after them. So now you want to name your school after Frederick Douglass and Marcus, Marcus Garvey. You have conned numerous, numerous people out of their money to build this school. When it turns out, you just conned people out of their money to buy the property. Yes. Because you still haven't built the school. And now you're telling people that you have the property and you just have to do little things. Like clean it. Like give it proper proper ventilation and air conditioning. Like paint it. Like put a fucking sign on the door. Like get furniture. Basically, you have to put things in the building and make a fucking school out of the building you bought. You dumb fuck. And now you're calling for people to work for free. To do all this, to either do that or pay you $300,000 to pay for the, having the work done. Why did you not factor this into the initial planning mm-hmm. to have the school built? I'll tell you why. Because then you, would, then you would have to stop juicing people for money. Then you would have no con anymore. Because you're a fucking con artist. That's why. You fucking moron. And let me tell you something else. You cannot tell people that you need them to work for free and when they don't want to work for free, say that they're suffering from slave mentality. (laughs) No rational mind can hold those thoughts individually. Right. Like, slaves literally work for no pay. For no pay. You can tell... you Look, you can ask me to... You can condescend and ask me to work for free or you can tell me that I'm a fucking slave. You can't do both. Not only is he a con artist, he's the worst kind of con artist. He's not even good at what he does. He's not good at it. He's not even good at it. These aren't even new cons. Are you fucking kidding me? He's funny, though. One of my favorite Twitter accounts is Dr. Umar out of context. (laughs) Oh, shit. It's just memes of him just saying (laughs) dumb shit. This is is incredible. And, And to be honest with you, it really looks like you're just in there taking up for squatters' rights. I think I, I, I'm just really annoyed that there are some people out there that actually take him seriously. And, it, it's and, so annoying. And don't look at the fact that he's genuinely done nothing. 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 Not a single thing but talk loud. You fucking ape. The, wow. the, man, fuck this guy. Honestly, wow. this is the worst kind of human. Shut the fuck up, Umar. Shut the... Jermaine. <laughs> Shut up. Jermaine. I'm calling what his mama call him. Fuck you, Jermaine. I'm probably calling him boy. Shut <laughs> up. Get out of my basement. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shit. What are you doing in the basement? 
SHUT UP! Alright, of course, the number one person who should shut the fuck up, this is an easy one, is Senator Tim Scott. Tim Scott has gone on again. Senator Cornball wants us to know that there's no such thing as racism in America. We do not live in a racist country. This is twice as stupid as Joe Biden saying this is not who we are. This is exactly who we are. Even if you want to eat, and and, and what what I hate, and then Kamala Harris tried to dial, tried to uh, double down on it and say, oh, we're, oh, oh, well, we're not a racist country, but we can do better. Y'all, we're not doing better. Uh, the people you're trying to address don't want to do better. And even if you want to take it from the from the perspective of a fifth grade social studies book and say that oh these are not the these are not the ideals and morals that this country was built upon, you'd still be a fucking liar. It's exactly the ideals and morals that this country was built upon because those people came over here owning people and doing all the work for them. I, I I I get confused because maybe when maybe if people keep saying that what's obvious is not if they keep saying the opposite of what's obvious and what people see that maybe they just assume people will start believing it. Like if you just tell me like the sky is actually red, if you tell me that enough, maybe I guess I'll start believing it. But why why are people so offended at the thought of admitting that a huge part of America's legacy has been racism? Like, accept that shit. Own that shit. We're not saying you did it. Right. We're not You didn't do it. I'm not calling YOU a racist. Just admit that other people have done it. Just say that this shit this whole shit was founded on the legacy of racism. Just say that. And and and, and what I would tell what I would challenge old buddy to do is if you tell me that America is not racist, I need you to give me the exact date and time that it stopped being racist and let me take a look at it. Maybe I just missed the date on my calendar. I didn't get the Outlook notification on it. I didn't do a save the date on when America stopped being racist. That's not going to happen. Political talking points are not actually about having facts or knowing what the fuck you're talking about. True. Because we've railed on this nigga before. And I don't remember what he looks like, but I'm pretty sure he has the I fuck white women hairline. Yeah, he has racist teeth also. So <laughs> he got, oh, yeah, he, he got them cornball teeth. So. Teeth look like his tongue's in prison. <laughs> oh, man. Um... This nigga just sounds like a cornball. Every time I every time I, I I see a quote from him, I always think of Senator Cornball from Scandal. The one who used to the one who the the black dude who's always trying to fuck Olivia Pope, but you know, he wasn't white, so she wasn't gonna fuck him. Was he on season one? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I always call him. I you he wasn't memorable at all. I no. just, that's why I just call him Senator Cornball. Um. I don't understand why you're pandering. I I know why he's this doing hurts it. my head. So. He's he's feeding his constituency. That's all it is. But I I just don't understand 
Like, what's... Quit, they don't quit, need you to believe that. Quit letting people who are offended at America being called racist dictate what you cannot, what you can and cannot say. Fuck those people. America was founded on the legacy of racism. If you are offended by that statement, then you feel like you are a part of that legacy. And fuck you too. And those people are uninformed at best, yes. liars at worst. They don't deserve to be pandered to. Right. And you as a black man in arguably the first or second worst state in the union should see that. He's in Mississippi, right? Yes. Yeah. So apparently, I mean, maybe your level of racism in in Mississippi has reached such a normalized level that it looks like a lack of racism to you. But to the rest of us, we, we see that shit for what it is. Maybe you're just so used to shit being so bad. That but, but moderately then, racist seems. But even then, these politicians are insulated. Yes. we have. That's another conversation we have to have. Right. These politicians, even the black ones, especially the black ones, because I could go on a whole rant about the Congressional Black Caucus, but that's another thing, are insulated. They don't live the same lives as us. Correct. And guys who are career politicians like Tim Scott haven't had to live the same lives as us for decades at a time. Right. They don't have to worry about being pulled over. If they're pulled over, they're going to show that pin and be let up and be let on their way, no his, matter what color they are. His colleagues call him nigger all the time. He's got to know that. He's got to know that they call him nigger every chance he's that he's not around. He's been insulated from that too. Right. They're insulated completely. They live in a bubble. I say this all the time about the people in the in the Mona in the Mona Cinematic Universe is that they live in a bubble where they're not allowed to have a taste of real life or they might say something of worth or sub or substance. Mm -hmm. And we can't have that because that's not entertaining. Right. And we can't have that from our politicians because then our politicians would actually look out for the people's interest and not for big business interest gang. So Tim Scott got to shut the fuck up. Not only does Tim Scott have to shut the fuck up, we just have to stop. We just have to shut the fuck up listening and engaging him. Right. Because that is puts him along the lines of Candace Owens and Tommy Loran. Yes. People that don't that that aren't that don't that aren't in our atmosphere, and we're not in their atmosphere to affect them at all. Tim Scott doesn't have a. He, if he has a social media, he doesn't run it. He's never he's never touched it before. He's never logged into Twitter on his own. He doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. All he knows is the rhetoric that he hears on Capitol Hill every day. Through the Trump administration, mind you. At the time. Mm. So yeah, fuck Tim Scott. Shut the fuck up. Go away, bro. Shut, 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 shut up. Shine your head for a nickel. D. Randall, have we done a podcast? We have done yet another podcast that I will forget about next week. Yes. <laughs> Somebody's going to say, man, remember back in episode 136 when y'all talked about? Oh, man, online, they don't even do that. They just say the thing. Oh, yeah. And I have to figure out what the fuck I was talking about and when, <laughs> what episode it was. Um, Yeah, the listener letters we got were nice. Yeah. Um, Thank you, guys. We got through another one. Um. I keep telling y'all, I'm, I'm very excited. As Outside opens, we're going to be evolving this brand. Mm -hmm. This brand isn't going to sound like 
it isn't going to sound like it did a month ago. Mm -hmm. Just like a month ago, the brand didn't sound like it did a year ago. Mm -hmm. And so forth. That's the great thing about this podcast. This is a project that we have that we have brought from one phase to another. You know, and it, it, we're coming up on our third year anniversary. Damn. And hopefully we in, old. Hopefully year 3 going into year 4 isn't going to sound like year 2. Hopefully year 5 well, hopefully year 5 we have like a sponsor. Damn, how many years we doing? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I just you know, but you know, I I want this to I want this to sound a little different all the time. We we're clearly getting better at this. I'm getting better mm -hmm. at this. Randall's already pretty good at this. Um. So thank you for sticking with us on this journey. Um. I don't know, man. We're gonna be here. Uh. Yeah. Tune in next week. More foolishness and fuckery on the way. Until then, this has been. Episode 136, all up in the mix. Of Opinions Wild Black, I have been Oz. I'm D. Randall. And as always, forever imparting titties.